Hello, everybody. I am Joshua. And I'm Jamie. And, and we're, we're going to do Daredevil. Listeners. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in today. Yeah, we had a little break. Uh, we have uh, another break coming up because we have some work scheduling issues. Um, and also because the 50th is going to take a little more work than than I, I think we realized. But yeah, um, but it's all going to be worth it. It's going to be end. worth it. Don't, sure. Yeah, don't worry, Hornheads. Yeah, we're, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to take care of you. You've you got a lot to we look forward to for hundreds sure. Hundreds of issues <laughs> still to cover. It's crazy to think that... Um, this is issue 40, or this is episode 49, mm-hmm. that we've been doing this for 49 episodes. And, uh, I mean, we're talking on an average of at least like an hour and a half or a little bit more. So Often more. Y- often more. <laughs> so we have literally talked about Daredevil for over 75 hours. Easily. Easily. Yeah. Over 75 Just hours. Just on air. Just on air. I know. <laughs> you, you guys should all listen to us before we actually hit record. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> endless. 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 Uh, well, this is a big episode because we are going to talk about one of the most popular and most famous Daredevil storylines. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the first issue uh, was actually voted the 11th best comic book, American comic book ever. Um, so that's something that uh, is, is very exciting. Issue 227, um, best out of 100. It was number 11. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And it is a great one. And um uh, what's also awesome is that we're covering seven issues today, mm-hmm. and um, I know we talked about this, I think, last episode, that it was originally supposed to be five, but then they ended up extending into a few more yeah. because the, Frank Miller wrote it, and Frank Miller, it seems like on his issues, he can do any page count he wants because several of his issues end up being a lot more than the standard, whatever, yeah. 21, 22. Like, mm-hmm. the last one's 31. I think the first one is, like, 25 or something. So he gets to tell the story the way he wants to do it, and, and they just, Marvel just adds the extra pages in there. Yeah. Um, but what I like about this series is, and I think I talked about this in um, a podcast or two ago, was that sometimes when um, you have a full storyline, um, and the artist changes, it kind of takes you out because you get so used to the way the writer is working with the specific artist that is working on that story. Mm-hmm. And what's so great about Born Again is the fact that it has the same artist and it has the same writer for the entire seven issues. Yeah, same and colorist. It, yeah, well, and, so. it, and it doesn't skip a beat. And and, and, I, and I like that because it flows together so nicely. Yeah. Um, because t- today, I mean, I mean, it's not, it doesn't happen all the time. But a good chunk of the time, if you have a seven-issue story arc, you're going to have two or three different artists on it. Yeah. That's just the way they do it now today, especially in Marvel. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, The workload has uh, increased. I don't know at what stage in the production it's changed, but it mm-hmm. definitely in the 90s you started to see it change quite heavily. And um, what tends to happen is that most artists do a five- or six-issue stint, and then mm-hmm. another artist will pick up a few issues or a, an arc and then the artist will come back. So they kind of tag team it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rare that an artist does the whole thing. I think, um, 
uh, Chris Samney later on in one of the not volume. Uh, there'd three. be three. Well, I think in uh, volume three, four he does four. the whole thing, but yeah. volume three, um, uh, Paolo Rivera, I think, uh, helped out. I might be wrong there. It might be another artist, but I think it was him who mm-hmm. stepped in for a few. I think you're right. Arcs. Um, but but this one, Born Again, is, as I'm sure most of you Born know, again. David Mazzuchelli. And uh, Jamie mentioned this last podcast that mm-hmm. he said that this was David Mazzuchelli at his best. Yeah, I think this is him. We've seen him on the book for several years now, and this is him kind of reaching a peak that is just, it's, it, it, he really, it's a good story. It's, yeah. it's my favorite story. So I'm, tr- I'm being very reserved because I don't want to oversell it because, uh, you know, there, there are some issues with it. But David Mazzuchelli's art is just incredible throughout the series. And whether or not you are a diehard fan of his, you cannot deny the fact that him and Frank Miller work very well together. Yeah, Frank Miller's storytelling with his arc, they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we get a lot of great stuff in this seven-issue arc. So what happened is that we have... uh, Denny O'Neill has been writing the book for a while now, and he was also the editor for a long while. Um, Ralph Macchio, Macchio or Macchio? I think it's Macchio. I think he pronounces it Macchio. Um, he is now the editor, and he knows that Denny O'Neill is going to be leaving the book, so he asks if Frank Miller will come back, and Frank Miller says, I'll come back on two conditions. Uh, one, that David Mazzuchelli is still the artist, and two, that I can work full script. So he obviously had a big... Well, uh, now, what is that? What is full that? Full script. Uh, originally, the Marvel method was a way of writing where um, the writer would often just give a breakdown or would give a very loose uh, story outline. The artist would pick it up, uh, tell the story visually, and then the writer would get it back and fill in the dialogue or um, uh, re-script it or script it um, from that stage. Um, it had been changing quite a lot. That was the old style with Stan Lee, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Stan left and Roy Thomas and other writers came in, it started to shift a lot more. I think Steve Gerber worked full script. If I remember, I can't, um, can't be certain though, but w- was it, was it this one or I think it was man without fear was the one that was actually started out as a screenplay. Yeah. That's and right. Man without the, fear was and a then screenplay. turned into a comic mm-hmm. book. So, but this one, this one really is written like a, it, it kind of flows like a screenplay. Yeah. It's, it's very tight and it's mm-hmm. very, I mean, it's just an excellent, excellent story. Um, and full script is, uh, it's it's the whole thing. It's the script and everything. So it's mm-hmm. everything. So I think what it is is it's uh, Frank Miller didn't want to do breakdowns, which is what he was doing um, in that middle period before uh, Klaus Janssen took over full stuff on the work. Mm-hmm. He was working as the writer. He originally came on as the artist on the book back in one fifty six or one fifty eight. I think one fifty eight. Yeah, think. and then right. um, and then uh, when Roger McKenzie left, he became the full writer artist then he was just doing breakdowns and then he was just writing mm-hmm. um, and this was he didn't want to do any of the art and um, there, there were rumors for a long while that said that he had done all the breakdowns but and david mazzuchelli and frank miller have both said no absolutely not david mazzuchelli does all the art every everything you see in it is, mm-hmm. is his work so there you go there you go yeah mm-hmm. The history behind the history. The history behind the history. And if you ever have a loose, uh, a spare $250 or however much it's going for nowadays, it might even be more. Um, IDW put out a beautiful full size. So it was 11 by 17 sized. Um, what do they call those editions? Is it the artist edition? The is artist it's edition. Just, yeah, yeah, they do an artist edition, which gives you a kind of 
how the original pages looked. And I think David Mazzuccelli scanned them. I think he was involved in the whole process of scanning those in and putting a book together with them. And they also have what they're calling an artisan edition, which is a slightly smaller version that's coming out later this year. So if you don't have two or three hundred dollars, but you do have fifty dollars, I think it's maybe for, I'm not sure. Then uh, and you <laughs> want to look at the artwork in a different light, then yeah, I, I'd recommend getting that. But definitely pick up Born Again if you haven't read it. If you are a Daredevil fan, if you're a Daredevil fan of the TV show, so much is, is pulled from yeah. this, for, especially season three. Season three. So, so yeah. much is pulled from Born Again. Mm-hmm. And and I think of any storyline, even more so than the earlier Frank Miller stuff, Born Again shapes Daredevil, once it's all finished, kind of mm-hmm. shapes Daredevil into the character that we think of today. Yeah, yeah. Um very quickly, I was asked on Twitter um, by uh, Eric Grissom, who is a comic book writer um, and uh, an excellent comic book writer. In fact, you should check out his stuff. I think uh, uh, Dead Horse is one of his main books. Um, he uh, asked if someone hasn't read Dead Evil before and you were to recommend a book to them or a, a run or a series, which mm-hmm. one would you recommend? And I said, Born Again. I said, as, as a standalone issue, you... You know, we've, we've joked about how in single issues the Daredevil, uh, the story motif is to remind people that he's blind and that his senses were heightened. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the stuff you get the hang of pretty quickly in this. You don't need to know too much about his history to to get into the the meat of this story. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, no, that that's true. Yeah. I think I think for me, I would probably. If you're recommending like a collection, mm-hmm. I would go with the the volume one of Frank Miller's earlier stuff. Yeah. I would recommend that because I feel like if you read what Frank Miller wrote earlier, uh, where he introduced Electra and, and yeah. stick and, and the hand, mm-hmm. I feel like reading that first and then reading born again. And at the start of born again, you know, when, when we're dealing with kind of the demise of daredevil, yeah. you, it's, it's so much more impactful yeah. knowing, um, what it, ha- you know, a little bit more of his history. Yeah. And, and I feel like if you read that first, then read Born Again, I think you would appreciate Born Again a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, one one of my criticisms of the series is that, or this story, is that you've had that period after Frank Miller left in 191 where Danny O'Neill has worked to kind of remake Daredevil as a hero. And mm-hmm. we've had the whole thing of him remembering that he's a good guy. Um, and it, it's only little pieces of the story that, bridge the two uh, and especially the the previous episode uh, previous episode of the podcast we talked about the previous issue where him and the gladiator and you get a real sense of him having a kind of mental breakdown in that issue that was re- co-written by frank miller co-written by frank miller yeah and um and little bits here and there where you just they, they mention that he's tired they mention that things aren't going great and also the uh the heather glenn the, the way that story wraps up mm-hmm. um but at the end of the Frank Miller run, you get a real sense of him as a character having a breakdown. There's a whole that once Electra is is killed, um, from there on, it's very questionable how how uh, much of a, a hold on reality uh, Matt has, and you know he kind of blows it off a little bit by being goofy and is kind of reprimanded mm-hmm. by the, the the chased members. Yeah, but you you do get the sense that there is there's a very that his his mental state isn't great and it kind of is a weird jump to go from what Danny O'Neill was doing to right. this book but most people don't even 
Most people haven't read that period. Yeah. That it's, period it's, hasn't it's, been collected. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> we pretty much had to read the floppies, and yeah. then they started finally putting them on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. But isn't that, what's, isn't that what is so great about comic books, mm-hmm. is the fact that if you are a fan of a character, yeah. you can read so many different stories, yeah. and they don't necessarily have to go together perfectly, but you can still learn so much about the character. And things that happened in that stretch that Denny O'Neill did mm-hmm. still does have an influence in Daredevil's life, and yeah. it does still shape him, but it... it this Frank Miller stuff, as you said, you, you know, you can't really use them as bookends to Denny O'Neill's stuff yeah. in the middle. You kind of have to think of them as their own separate pieces that maybe go better together. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely Frank Miller's story. That, that yeah. a, there's a there's a line that runs between his uh, his earlier run and this this run now. Um, but David Mazzuchelli has kind of linked the, mm-hmm. the two areas and two, the two stories, but. Um, we should get into it because David Mazzuchelli is amazing and mm-hmm. the story is, as I've said several times, my favorite. And mm-hmm. it starts on Daredevil 227, which was uh, as the cover date. Is it June? It says February. Is it February? February, I guess this would be 85, oh, yeah, February. right? February. February 1986. Or 80, oh, we're already in 86. Mm-hmm. 86. The, year, the years are just flying by, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. I mean, we started back in 1964. <laughs> we did. And we're still on the air. Go figure. <laughs> um, this issue... Um, apocalypse. Yes, Apocalypse. Sorry, it, I just shouted out of you. It, no, 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 that's okay. Uh, of the seven parts yeah. of the Born Again um, storyline, I would say this issue is probably my number one or number two. Yeah, this one is... Um, I mean, this is... this is note perfect for the kingpin and it's note yeah. perfect for and and most bo- of the supporting cast and, and both of you know both of us have agreed that our favorite villain mm-hmm. is kingpin right yeah and it's because of what you know how much kingpin can affect the characters around him yeah. by doing these slight little cool crazy things mm-hmm. and this issue just there's so much of that into yeah. it yeah there's so much menace in him being still and being yeah. barely he barely does anything. Now, I would say if you are a completist, we're going to cover this book later, but there is a graphic novel called Love and War that Frank Miller wrote and uh, Bill Senkovich did the artwork for. And that, I feel, ha- it, there's definitely a seed of the kingpin state of mind that is established in that graphic novel. Um, it, it doesn't fit into our reading order quite Mm-hmm. Correctly, and that's why we're we're going to cover it later. Mm-hmm. But it feels like the way that Kingpin is looking at Daredevil in in this book is definitely from that. And yeah. because if you remember Kingpin before this, when we had the um, the uh, the King Gorgie saga, yeah, <laughs> King Gorgie King, or King Gorgie, yeah. The Kingpin af- has <laughs> been kind of pressing Daredevil and saying, yeah. it, we need each other and we work and together as a team. And it's kind of a, a, a way of getting a response out of Daredevil, but it's definitely something that he's been kind of suggesting. that they're, Whereas we jump into this and they are, they are very, very not a team. They are probably at the furthest point that yeah. they're in their relationship, mm-hmm. as, as weird as that sounds, could be. They are like as, as much antagonists at mm-hmm. this stage as I think they are in any other but stage. But Frank Miller does does such an awesome job writing Kingpin. Yeah. And the way Kingpin acts, moves, the things mm-hmm. that he does in the, in these seven issues yeah. is exactly how I picture Kingpin would be. Yeah. And I criticized Danny O'Neill's um, Kingpin a little bit because yeah, I thought he, more street yeah, he was out in the street doing some of the dirty work. Yeah. And he doesn't do 
any of the dirty work here. No. And I I almost would say that this book is I would say 60/40. Not quite not quite split down the middle, but this is a 60/40 saying it's a 60% Daredevil book and a 40% Kingpin yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Because Kingpin like he not only does he play a huge role and mm-hmm. is the main villain, he all we did we learned so much about him. You know, just like yeah. at one point he gets so fixated with 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 Matt that it's controlling everything. And yeah. we learn little things about how he I think he, he had he committed his first murder when he was mm-hmm. nine. And, yeah. you know, you learn a lot about the Kingpin yeah. character uh, within the pages of the Daredevil book, which is what in, which is one thing that Frank Miller is great at. Like in in his earlier run where he had the issue where Foggy was a center focus, mm-hmm. he had the issue where Ben Yurick was a center yeah. focus. And he's really good at, at making Daredevil a side character. Mm-hmm. But why Born Again is probably as good as it is is because he still is highlighting these side characters and villains but daredevil does not take a back seat in this book yeah he's still up front and center and that's mm-hmm. why it makes it so good yeah and one last thing i'll say before we kind of jump into it was you had mentioned this um last time we talked about frank miller in fact this might have been uh, the gladiator issue that we covered last week or a couple of weeks ago i can't remember but mm-hmm. His the narration in this is so spot on and it is so fun to read and I love the fact that he he in so many pages he starts third person where the the there's a storyteller telling you the story mm-hmm. and then then he seamlessly switches to first person yeah. where the you hear what the character's thinking and you never notice the change no. it happens so subtly and you forget about it. And then you don't know where it happens. Yeah. And, and so a couple of times I remember going back in there or going back up and I'll reread a, a narration box and then I'll say, oh, so that's where it happened. Yeah. You know, like, oh, so uh, it'll say something like Daredevil or you know, or so he thought, you know, such and such. And then this happened and then now he's talking about it. Yeah. He's just does such a good job about it because yeah. as everybody knows, Frank Miller is one of the wordiest comic book writers like yeah which is funny because he started out as being like the his whole thing was like i want to let the (laughs) art breathe and i want to give it room and i want to but yeah you look at this i think um you look at his stuff towards the end of daredevil and definitely dark knight returns well not so much dark knight dark knight returns but dark knight strikes back yeah it's like like it, it is so hard for me to read that book because it is so much di- dialogue and talking and mm-hmm. talking, talking. All the newscasts yeah. going on. Yeah, he found new ways of yeah. getting as much story as in there much as stories he can. But Born Again is, I think, some of his best work because he is so focused on the story mm-hmm. and he's not in like literally all the narration and everything. It adds to it. It doesn't yeah. take away. It, yeah. This is a comic book. It's it, it's it's pictures of people punching each other. <laughs> but no, but but he turns them into these these he paints a picture with his words yeah that's 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 what i'll say about yeah it. yeah this is i mean this is incredibly I, I kind of brushed it off a little bit last week where i said that uh, david mazzuccelli's art makes it a much better book than it could have been but they complement so each other so well in this in this story um it's funny you saying that it's a 60 40 book because it's definitely a 60 40 daredevil kingpin book but, but it's like a it's a 80 20 matt daredevil book yeah yeah and it's all about it's that the whole point of the the story is is you discover is kingpin discovers something mm-hmm. and destroys the thing that is one aspect of the other thing 
to the point that the other thing stops meaning anything. Yeah. In fact, um, I know we had that one issue that Frank Miller filled in mm-hmm. during Denny O'Neill's run that, yeah. that was that the weird. The cowboy the, with yeah, the, the, weird, the, the biker gang. The ba- biker gang. <laughs> but with the exception of that one, mm-hmm. there were there's one or two issues in this run where we don't even see Daredevil. Yeah. So the fact that you are selling a book yeah. in the 80s and you don't even have panels yeah. where Daredevil is dressed up in costume. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. When you really think about it. Yeah. I mean that <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of it's it's a I mean it's something that uh, jumping ahead now uh, Chip Sardusky does something very similar in his current run, but it's it's n- this is a, a time period, especially the 80s, this was very much like, you know, Secret Wars was happening. It was all about costume heroes in mm-hmm. Marvel. It was all about, you had the, was it, the, it was pretty much the 25th or 50th or whatever, I can't even remember, 25th anniversary or something. You uh, mean you mean Born Again? Not Born Again, but of that 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 superhero period it was yeah. coming up you know the, the the covers that had the 25 uh, some of the, i think there are some of these i think it's in born again isn't it so i think it's i mean 25 it would have been 61 so yeah i guess 86 would be 25 um yeah yeah so it's very much like superheroes are very much front and center and if you look at the books that are around this period the, the uh, being published at the same time it is there, there you go it is very much um, sorry, uh, Joshua just showed me one of the corner boxes, and it is the 25th Marvel 25th. And the funny mm-hmm. thing about that corner box is it's Matt. It's yeah. not Daredevil. It's Matt. And the next one is Mary. Yeah. And then the one after that is Kingpin. Yeah. And so they don't even have it's, Daredevil it's, in it's the corner complete box. complete deconstructive storytelling. There were no other comic books at this time that were quite like this, I no. bet. There's, there's no way. No. Yeah. No. This is, I mean, it's, we, we kind of, you know, it sounds like we're overhyping it, but this, the whole point of this series is it's that period where, you know, it, people are trying to be very clever and deconstruct superheroes left, right, and center nowadays, and, and especially after this and after Watchmen and books like that. But this was, this was keeping it within that world. It wasn't saying, look how silly this is. It was saying, this is very serious. But it wasn't being, we're adult, we're edgy. It was being, this is very serious storytelling in a comic book. We can do mm-hmm. this as well, and it's uh, it just it's it's such a great story. It's yeah. it's so good. But it, first issue and the first issue corner box actually has Daredevil. That's the, the funny thing. That's the first the first one in the series has Daredevil and his classic. You know, he's got his radar sense guy. Um, the cover you have Kingpin looming over a, a New York skyline with this Daredevil the in, the, perfect, in the sights. This, I know. Yeah, they're in the sights. You know, yeah. it, there's a target on his chest. Yeah, and this perfectly sums up what happens in this issue yeah so you have uh, we we open with a couple of epilogues um yeah. the first epilogue and this is this is one of the things that i always found a little hard to read and this is how how much um karen has fallen yes it's it's such a harsh and it's and you know the the, the biggest criticism i have of frank miller as a writer and as a storyteller is his treatment of women is horrendous his treatment of minorities is pretty bad generally um, but women always fall into the, the categories of being like either damsels in distress or um, the the um, I, I can't remember the, the term. It's like a, a the the Mary Magdalene whore syndrome or something like that. But it's that idea that they can e- they can either be prostitutes or they can be like 
perfect women and that's it that's the only thing and karen has always been daredevil's perfect woman he's always been the woman that he mm-hmm. fell in love with it's always been the the driving force of the, the book from issue one has been karen's presence she hasn't been in the book for a long time hundreds <laughs> last time we <laughs> the last time we saw her yeah. was in the crossover in the ghostwriter book that's right it was where she was in Daredevil LA. 138 yeah so 138 was the last time we saw her, and she was a successful actress. Yeah. Um, and now we find her in a seedy hotel room in Mexico. Yeah, almost 100 issues later. Almost so, 100 so issues So we're talking later. eight years. Yeah. And she is a, she's a heroin addict. Mm-hmm. She has been making pornographic movies. And, and she's at com- the point where she will pr- pretty much do anything for a fix. Yeah, she is she, desperate for a fix. It, it, it doesn't matter how shameful or, mm-hmm. or like nothing beats getting the heroin. Yeah. Or so nothing, yeah, everything no, is nothing worth Nothing is getting, worth more to her yeah, than getting than the, the heroin. Hit. And what happens in this first page mm-hmm. is sets up the entire book yeah. and what makes everything happen is what happens right here. And on page one of this issue of the Born Again storyline, we find out that Karen Page is so desperate, she does the one thing that is probably worse than any possible thing, mm-hmm. at least in her mind, yeah. that she could do. Yeah. And that is she sells the secret identity of Daredevil for heroin. Yeah. And and she gives it to a low, low level mm-hmm. criminal guy that's in Mexico. And what is so cool is just I like how they decided that that information how it ends up getting to Kingpin, which happens in the next couple pages, yeah. is that it just goes from one person to another person to another person, and it ends up getting to somebody who works for Kingpin. Yeah. And then while they're on a while they're on a boat, mm-hmm. uh, uh, while they're going over discussing all of their business, yeah, um, doing the uh, they're, they're off they're off uh, American soil, on yeah. a on a, on a um, cruise liner. Then one of the guys, his name is uh, what is it? Um, I can't remember his name, <laughs> um, but he, he stands up and after Kingpin is the Stilson. meeting, Stilson, yeah. Mm-hmm. After the meeting is over, he's like, "Hey, Kingpin, I got this piece of information. You told us we should always keep an eye on, um, eye out for this. My my cousin uh, Tonio, he uh, he got this, and I just mm-hmm. want to bring it up. And and supposedly inside this envelope, we know the person, um, or we know um, Daredevil secret identity. Yeah. So obviously this automatically Kingpin is interested in this and he takes the envelope and then he does something so, so perfectly Kingpin. He's like, make sure everybody who has seen this piece of paper, who's a touch this envelope, whoever touched this envelope (laughs) dies. Yeah. It clean he, clean up all of the mess that this envelope has left, and and he knows that he's he's hit the goal, he's hit the jackpot yeah. with this. And what he what he does is very smart. He doesn't say he doesn't take it on face value. He basically says, "I'm going to test this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to test this." And he says that uh, he doesn't he doesn't rush into it. Six months pass. It, it, that is why Kingpin is so great. Yeah. Think of another vi- another villain who who could like take a whole six months. Mm-hmm. To make sure that uh, the information he has is correct, yeah. most people will go out and find out tonight. Yeah, like you know, oh, so Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go knock on Matt Matt I'll Murdock. Go ask him directly. I'm gonna go ask him directly. Him. I'm gonna yeah. attack him and see what happens. But no, he's like, let's let's uh, let's figure out if this is true. Yeah. And that what makes this issue so amazing is how um, Kingpin executes this plan. Yeah, and what he does is. He says, as he's as we mentioned, he says, "I'm going to test the information." So what he does is he he, tra- he goes for Matt Murdock, but in ways that will just chip away at him, mm-hmm. just take away his identity enough to see if it gets a response. And he does it in a slow manner, mm-hmm. so that way um, it's not something that 
it's something that that Matt would not notice it as happening until it's too late. Yeah, like like something bad happens, he thinks of it as like, oh, that's that's kind of strange. Yeah. Something bad happens again in a kind of a similar area. That's a coincidence that this is you know that like I'm yeah. having tr- money. You know my 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 I'm having money trouble. That the bank says there's fraud. You know the IRS says I lied on my taxes. Yeah. It must have been a computing error or something. Mm-hmm. No big deal. And then this thing happens, and this thing happens, and yeah. this thing happens, and it just completely tears Matt Murdock down. Yeah. Um, we start. We once once we've got through that little epilogue, we have um, the first of many splash pages mm-hmm. that um, uh, Mezzacelli does, which are top shots of Matt uh, lying on a bed or lying on the ground or whatever, and it's him in different poses. That it it's very you know the, the religious imagery in this in this series is very uh, apparent, and this mm-hmm. is all about his. He starts off and he's just trying to sleep, but it's He's wrapped up in the covers. It's winter. He can feel the cold air blowing in. It's winter, so it must be another year passing. He must be almost thirty now. Oh, whatever. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, he's if you remember him and Foggy have uh, kind of fallen apart. Um, yeah, Nelson and Murdoch is, no is no more. No mm-hmm. more. Um, so you have that, and he's basically waiting for a job. He's, yeah, he's basically said like the word has got out. Um, I'm sure to be snapped up because I'm one of the best lawyers in town. Yeah. And he, he's also um, recently broken up with Gloriana. He's broken up with Gloriana. But the way that worked is that he just wasn't there for her. Mm-hmm. And she, in the end, she was like, this is too much. Um, but part so, of why he wasn't there for her is because mm-hmm. of all the things that are going on. To, yeah. You know, yeah. That plays a huge, a huge uh, part of that. Yeah. So he hears the, the mail arrive and he gets out of his bed. He's still in the brownstone, uh, the beautiful apartment that he has. And um, he goes over and notices that there is uh, no job offers, um, but there is a cassette tape um, from, which is from Gloriana. Yeah, and he and he makes a note right mm-hmm. there. He goes, "That's never a good idea." When yeah. you live in the same city as somebody and they send you a cassette tape, you know that's a breakup. <laughs> yeah, that's a breakup right there. Yep, uh, three bills, and then he says, "There's a letter from his bank saying they haven't received my last two mortgage payments." And, you know, he brushes it off, says, trust them to screw it up. And then uh, the last one he opens is from the IRS. And it says that their tax file, uh, his tax files are being audited and that every penny has been frozen until the audit is complete. Um, and he thinks, well, that's strange, but I guess, you know, it's just my luck. Goes and makes coffee, puts on the cassette, and uh, doesn't really even listen to Gloria. I know. I thought that. With him. Just, you know, um, she's, she's, so while he's, he's phoning up his uh, accountant, uh, Sid, he's going through it and saying, "Look, I got the thing from the IRS," and um, and his accountant basically says, "You know, I shouldn't even be talking to you right now. D- legally, this is yeah. really bad. I shouldn't be talking to you. You've been lying to me um, off the record. We can't do this anymore." And uh, hangs up on him. Um, then there's a knock at the door, and it's he a gets subpoena. a subpoena. Yeah, it's a subpoena demanding his presence at a grand jury hearing. Yeah, not as, not a, wit- as a witness. Not as a witness. Yeah, he goes in, and another person says, "I shouldn't be talking to you." He goes and speaks to uh, the DA. I think it is, isn't it? Or it's uh, someone. Uh, it's uh, someone higher up the chain in the legal world, mm-hmm. and they basically saying, "Look, you, there has been a charge levied against you that says that you've been doctoring." Uh, you've been you've been uh, you, you pay getting, you pay you've been paying witnesses. Yeah, you've been paying witnesses to, to say something specific in court, which yeah. obviously is against the law. And uh, so, obviously, and this is kind of funny. Like throughout the first few pages of mm-hmm. this issue, when you see Matt, like you know his posture's normal. Yeah, he's 
he's taking all this. He's, he's a little stiff. He's a little he's stiff. Like, mm. But but as as you know, these things keep happening. He starts to get a little bit more, a little more unraveled. Unraveled. Yeah. He's clenching his fists. He's you know yeah. you can tell he can tell that something is going on. Yeah. But he doesn't know why it's happening. Yeah. And that's what we have to figure out. Um, the person he's talking to, the DA or the assistant DA, uh, mentions uh, policeman Nicholas Manolis. Yeah. Uh, who's someone who has an impeccable uh, record. Nicholas Manolis was in I can't remember which issue it was, but it was um, I'll find out as we go along. But he was in one of the one. It was way back. It was like 168 or something like that. He's actually a recurring mm-hmm. police officer that has appeared in the story, which is a kind of nice touch from yeah. Frank Miller to, to bring up a character from his run. Um, and Matt says, I know who he is. And he says, you know, he's he's the one who says that that's been happening. And uh, Matt's taken aback because he thinks, like, there's nothing I can think of that would make this good cop Mm-hmm. do this so yeah so that's how we know it's super serious and then we we, have we cut yeah we yeah, yeah we cut across town and what's great and i mentioned this earlier you know this is like a 60 40 book mm-hmm. but you've got ben yurk who plays a huge role which yeah. is going to come into effect later oh, it's fantastic a- a- yeah oh, anything with ben yurk is fantastic <laughs> and then uh we also have another storyline which mm-hmm. all ends up tying together but we've got foggy and Gl- and glory gloriana and they have and and, and uh, they're they're in a lot of scenes together. Yeah. And this is the first of them. This is where Foggy goes over to Glory's place and, and uh, uh, finds out that the place has been completely ransacked. Yeah, she's been broken into and everything's yeah. been taken and just broken. And, and the and the key moment here is that she's obviously distraught because yeah. her relationship with Matt is over. But she needs a friend. Yeah, she needs somebody to. She take, says, "I can't be in this place. I, I can't be in this place." And and Foggy says, "Well, you're coming with me." Yeah. Then you have uh, a night we jump to the other side of town and there's Ben Urich and he's working the night shift at a newspaper at the Daily Bugle. Um, and he gets the the notice in, the the wire comes in, the, um, the uh, what do you call it, the, the PA wire, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, comes in and uh, says, uh, yeah, the press associate or associate press uh, wire comes in and says that Matt Murdoch is facing a host of criminal charges including bribery, perjury and misconduct. And Ben, of course, thinks, I know Matt. There's no way this could happen. Ben so he, Yurk also knows that Matt is Daredevil, we yes. should say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he calls up and uh, says, uh, look, we need to talk. I just heard what's happening. You can talk to me off the record, absolutely, what's going on. And this is the first sign that we see of Matt's mind unraveling and starting to see shadows. He starts laughing and uh, he says he has no statement for the press. And, and Ben says, you know, he says, a stranger. He hears a stranger's voice on the phone. Uh-huh. And he doesn't mean a literal stranger. He yeah. means that Matt sounds distant and mm-hmm. not who he is. Um, and he says, the laugh seems to echo through the office. I try to match it with the man who saved my life. I worry about his honesty. I worry not about his honesty. Mm-hmm. What about his sanity? Um, yeah, and then this is where we kind of figure out you yeah. know, the, in, the internal monologue of, of, of Matt and Daredevil yeah. where we kind of figure out how he is trying to process all this information mm-hmm. and figure out how this could all be happening. Yeah, he's, he's trying he, to see villains everywhere. Yeah, and he's thinking like, okay, so maybe my last two mortgage payments were lost in the mail. Yeah. Uh, that's why they froze my account. Well, now they're threatening to foreclose. Yeah. Um, and but but the main thing here is that there's one thing that Matt can do to escape it all. Yeah. To escape everything that's happening to him, the one place where he is untouchable is when he is in his daredevil costume and he's yeah. out in the night. Yeah. So, so he, you know, he decides, you know what, I'm going to deal with this money situation later. I'm going to deal with this this subpoena you know, to show up in court later, the criminal charges, all that stuff. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to solve the problem 
by becoming Daredevil and fixing it with my fists. Yeah. So he goes running out and just jumps across rooftops while it's snowing heavily. Um, we have a little jump across to, we see um, Foggy and Glory. They're starting to get a little close, Jamie. They're starting to get a little close, yeah. And then Matt Daredevil does something very silly. Um, he goes to Manolis's house. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes and cuts open the window, climbs in, and is he's listening. He's basically listening to hear what's going on because he wants to know why Manolis is lying. Lying, right. So he's listening in and he says, what's going on? 20 years, Nick, and you start lying now. And Manolis... Immediately attacks him. Attacks him, yeah. And then he... Daredevil vanishes, does his mm-hmm. disappearing act, and Manolis... Yeah, he, he quickly phones. gets on the phone and calls. Obviously, we assume it's one of Kingpin's henchmen or, yeah. or Kingpin because, yeah. you know, uh, we know that Kingpin is testing his his, his theory that, that Matt Murdock is indeed Daredevil. Yeah. And we find out that Manolis, um, his boy is sick, mm-hmm. and, the, and the doctors say that he's going to need a treatment soon. Yeah. So now we know why Manolis has yeah. shifted gears and and no longer become an honest cop. And while this is happening, and while he's he's checking in with the kingpin or one of the kingpin's men, yeah. and saying like, "I did what you t- said," Daredevil showed up and everything. Now about my boy, like, are you still going to help me? Daredevil hears this and automatically he realizes, okay, so now I know why he's lying. I know the yeah. motive as to why um, yeah. uh, Manolis is going after. But he doesn't know who because yeah. the the TV is on in the other room and he can't hear it and he's outside. And this is this is very similar to the in a the, the way that. Uh, Daredevil was talking in a previous issue when he's talking about how much he hates hearing these these soft people. He mentions that it's hard to stomach the music on the TV and and Nick's whining. He doesn't know which one is mm-hmm. worse to hear. Um, and it's another indication that he's getting kind of he's dehumanizing the world around him. That everyone is becoming just villains and worthless. Um, so he leaves and he bounces off. He gets home. He tries to m- make some dinner, but the I like, power's off. I, I love this part that he didn't even notice the power's off. Yeah. He's blind. He's Doesn't, blind. He can't even tell. Yeah. And, and what made him notice was when he was trying to cook dinner, the burner didn't work. Yeah. He and picks then he up, tries to phone yeah, up, uh, he, he, Edison. Uh-huh. And then that doesn't work because his phone's been disconnected. Mm-hmm. So what does Matt Murdock decide to do? You know what? I got to sleep it off. Yeah. It's been a tough day. You know, tomorrow will be a better day. So he ends up going to bed. Yeah. Then he, um, we, we cut over to Foggy. Foggy slept on the couch because Glory's still at his yeah. place. See, that's what I like about Foggy. Yeah. Foggy's got a beautiful, you know, a beautiful lady in his house, and you know things are. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman, mm-hmm. and, and obviously, uh, Glory is is his ex wife's niece, yeah, and and his best friend's ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So he's not trying to make a move, at least not at this point. No, <laughs> no. Um, so we see. Uh, uh, oh yeah! One, he, he wakes up and Gloriana's cooking breakfast. But then a key thing happens: yeah. phone rings. Phone rings. Gloriana picks up the phone, and it's Matt it's Murdock. Matt, but and he hears Gloriana's voice first when he's phoned uh-huh. Foggy, which is another. Do I trust these people? I know it, it's crazy, and uh, so she ends up giving the phone to uh, to Foggy, and yeah. Foggy's like, "Hey, Matt, you know the craziest thing happened last night. You know, yeah. you want to hear about it?" And then, and then uh, you know that's where Matt. Uh, Pretty much, I guess Matt is telling Foggy, "Hey, I'm going to need your help yeah, because I've been called in I've front been of a grand jury. jury. Can you uh, yeah. can you help me out?" And, and as we know, of course, Foggy will help him. Yeah. yeah. Then we have a great couple of pages, and what this pa- these pages are basically just Kingpin sitting and watching everything mm-hmm. unfold, and it's him 
connecting the dots and testing the information, as he said. So, and he says the next few weeks go poorly for Matthew Murdoch. He arrives like a fly in a spider's web. My web, thinks the kingpin. So carefully woven, so neatly placed. We see him kind of collapse him as he tries to find a way out of the legal case. Mm-hmm. Um, someone is following him and taking photographs and giving them to the kingpin so we can see his physicality. He's looking beat down. He's yeah. getting tired. He's getting worn out. And the best part of all is that he's getting this news that Daredevil is out on the streets just attacking people. He's taking it out on the criminals. Yeah, he's attacking yeah. it. And he's attacking people. He's attacking people. And he says, you know, it's th- th- this is like the first moment that he says, I know for a fact he slipped up now because he goes to Josie's bar and he says, who wants to talk? Who's going to talk about Matt Murdock? In a great picture where Daredevil is just like completely, everything about and, him is tense and taut and, and, and angry and And he beat the nasty. crap out of everybody in that everything room. Everything is smashed, yeah. And he says, you know, now I know. I know the information's good and I'm just going to sit here and watch it all fall apart. Um, he notices that during the hearing that Foggy Nelson's actually a very good player. I know. I loved this part, yeah. Jamie. So, so um, he didn't think that Matt Murdock would be acquitted. And no. he wasn't, he wasn't, sorry, he wasn't acquitted, but he didn't end up getting jail time. Yeah. Foggy was able to get him out of jail, mm-hmm. but what ended up happening was, um, he gets disbarred. Yeah. He gets disbarred and he, he can no longer be a lawyer anymore. And I love how much respect the Kingpin gives Foggy right there. He goes, you know what? I like this guy. Yeah. I, I could use a guy like, you know, says make a note. Yeah. Make a note. So, somewhere down the line, mm-hmm. I am going to, uh, I'm gonna. gonna I, I'm gonna hire Foggy. Mm-hmm. It, it was a. Cool, it, it's a cool moment, and, and th- th- this whole sequence of events that is, that has happened. Mm-hmm. This is classic Kingpin. Yeah. This is how Kingpin is. Yeah, and I, it's everything. Just he's tearing Matt's world apart yeah. piece by piece, yeah. and he's and he's sitting there so calmly while it just happens, smoking a cigar, and, and, still and, as anything, and, and his smile just gets a little bit bigger as yeah. things continue to go downhill for him. Yeah, uh, Matt and Foggy hug, and it's kind of a, a kind of sad farewell. You get the sense that this is the end of, of them in many ways. <clears throat> um, we cut to Mexico. We go back to Mexico. Yeah, and Karen is now at the point where she 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 feels terrible for multiple mm-hmm. reasons. But the yeah. number one thing that makes her feel bad, even even worse than than the withdrawals from from the high, yeah. is the fact that she knows that she sold out. Um, the, the, you know, the, I guess the one person that she was in a true relationship mm-hmm. with her one or, you know, her first, sorry, I guess her, her main true love. Yeah. She sold it out for the fix and, uh, it, it's killing her inside. Mm-hmm. So not only does she, is she having withdrawals from the drug emotionally inside, she's being killed because yeah. she knows she's a better person than this. She knows all these dark, bad things that she's doing, you know, it's all terrible. Yeah. And, but the thing that is worse for her is what she's putting her, her, what she did for, um, or what she did, uh, uh about Matt. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and yeah, so we have a sequence where she ends up going, um, you can't tell if she's going back to get more drugs. She's getting, she's, I, I think it's to get more drugs. Yeah. That, that's the way that, she's that I, 25 as well. In this, this I know story. I read that and I was like, you are not 25. <laughs> How did this happen years ago? No, yeah. no, 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 no. She's she's like 32, 33. Well, anyway, so, um, so she goes back to get more drugs and while she, uh, ends up trying to go, uh, to, to her dealer, uh, the dealer's in the middle of killing somebody or, oh, or no, putting a pounding on. Because you, you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the, uh, the it, cleaning up all yeah, the people yeah, that touch yeah, the This is the, exactly, this is the person yeah. that the kingpin has sent out yeah. to kill Karen Page so because Tonya it went down there. the line, yeah. And she ends up getting shot at, yeah. and uh, she ends up running for her life, and she feels terrible. The whole time she's running, she's like, Matt, what did I do? Matt, what yeah. did I do? But at the same time, she's also thinking he's the only one who can help me at this and, stage. And isn't it crazy how well um, uh, Mazzuccelli draws... Karen, 
getting worse and worse and worse throughout yeah. these issues. She's like completely emaciated. She's yeah. Like, super skinny yeah. and sunken in face. She's mm-hmm. not eating food. And it, it's just, she just keeps looking worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you got to credit the art for that. He did a really good job of making her look terrible. Yeah. Um, and then, so then now that we're back in, you know, we're back in we New York. We back to New York. And this and, is, this is an incredible sequence. This is like, this, this is the perfect ending to this issue. Mm-hmm. Matt's walking along. He has the foreclosure notice mm-hmm. in his pocket. Yeah. Um, he's got 30 days got to avoid repossession. Days. Yep. And he knows that he can't because the IRS won't let any of his money out. Yeah. 30 days and $10 in my wallet, he says. Yeah. And I'm not a lawyer. I know. Oh, he's walking slowly to his brownstone. This is the place where he can be safe. Yeah, this is his one safe yeah, place. And, and, and then he thinks to himself, I must be tired because my legs are shaking. And he says, I know. Oh, hang on a second. That's not my legs. That's the pavement. There's a rumble. And then the Boom. entire building explodes. It explodes right in front of him. And then I, I love, let me say this. I love this part so much. Yeah. So, uh, so he's standing there. His house is just blown up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he hears a baby crying. No, it's not a baby. It's siren fire trucks. I like that little part. Mm-hmm. But he's standing there, and then he figures it out. He goes, huh, now I know who's responsible. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't tell this was gang-related. Yeah. I couldn't tell it was a gang issue. I, I you know, I, I did it. was a gangster. He yeah. Says, the dust, the dust it, is thick, could yeah. choke on it. There's nothing left. So, you know, that's, so that's why. I never would have connected it to you. Nothing about it said gangster. gangster yeah, until, until this. this. It was a, a nice, nice piece of work, Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah. You shouldn't have signed it. I know. I love that moment. And 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 what what Matt does is he's he's going. He he, yeah, one thing in the rubble. yeah. He's digging through the rubble, and what does he find? His his uh, tore up Daredevil uh, costume, yeah. mm-hmm. and Dare and Matt is crying. Yeah, and uh, it was a, it was. Ooh. That yeah. crazy, crazy cliffhanger. Could you imagine if you were reading this monthly <laughs> yeah. back in 1986 and you pick up this issue and you're you like, know what's what? going to come next? What? Well, in fact, we find out on that, that last page of issue um, 227, I think. Is it yeah. 227? Mm-hmm. We, is that right? Yeah. We find out it says that the next is purgatory. Purgatory. So we all know what purgatory is. So yeah. that means we're getting even, even closer to hell now. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we've gone through the apocalypse. Now we're in purgatory, which yeah. is the cleansing of the, the soul as well. But well, True, um, true. But not for a while yet. Yeah. So the cover is this beautiful, um, it's a Dana Mezzicelli. It's, it's, it's an extreme close-up of Matt Murdock's face just shattering. Mm-hmm. It's got lines across it. He looks insane. There's no, as we said, the corner box. There's no hero in the corner box. Um, and we start with Foggy and Glory. and uh, We can tell that some time has passed. And I think yeah. they say it's like uh, Matt's been missing now for a little bit of time, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, nobody can find him, but... No, 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 that has that doesn't happen. That Sorry, later. that comes later. Yeah. But anyway, so we can just tell that Foggy and Gloriana are getting a little bit closer. Yeah, and uh, and then once again the phone rings, and 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 uh, Gl- Gloriana, yeah, she answers again. the phone, and Foggy's like, "Who is it?" And she goes, "It's Matt." Uh, and he didn't make any sense when he was talking. Mm-hmm. And then I love this next page. So yeah. th- this is the splash page this that Jamie was talking about. Page. Like every one of these issues is a splash. All mm-hmm. the title, the title pages. Where it has a title of the um, mm-hmm. the issue and, and the creators, every single one is a splash, pretty much of Matt lying down, is what it seems like. Yeah. And this one, he is inside of a gross, disgusting, rat infested apartment it's or a, sorry, hotel, hotel room. room. It's like a pay and, by the hour. Yeah, and, and, and he's sleeping in there, and he talks about how like yeah. this is. The, 
the dialogue is so good here. He says something along the lines of like, you know, this is the only place that would that would uh, that could give me change for a ten. Yeah, he says so, they, so, they, they left me with ten bucks in my ten ten bucks to my name, uh, and I found a hotel that made change. I know, I thought that was so clever. And this, this is, is this is like, doesn't he do a great Mazzuccelli? Like this room is the smallest room you've yeah, ever seen. It's got a bed, a radiator, and a telephone. Yeah, it just goes to show you like how drawer, how bad it is. And what I love about this issue so much is that Matt is just beat up. He He's, he's got a, a major five o'clock shadow. Yeah. He's disheveled. It's, it's freezing yeah, cold. There's no, like the heater's not working. But like throughout this entire issue, Matt is struggling to fight. He yeah. is struggling to fight. And while he's in this room, he's saying, I need to get up. I need to get yeah. out there. I need to fix this. I know it was the kingpin. I need to, you know, get everything back in order, save my life. Yeah. But then he's like, but I'm tired. He says I, can't, I'm tired. I can't do His it right mind now. can't handle the fact that he feels like everyone's against him yeah. at this stage. He even says, you know, I wish I could stay with and a friend, but I don't think I could find one. And there's so much great art in this in yeah. this part because you he, you can just tell, like, the way that Mazzuccelli goes from close-ups to, you know, like, close-ups of the clenched fist to yeah. the fingers in the hair. Matt is feeling terrible. Yeah. But I love how he just... He gets up, but then he gets back into bed. He gets mm-hmm. up and he gets back into yeah. bed. He says, he, this is the point where he says, you know, the kingpin, somehow the kingpin found out I'm Daredevil. He bribed and friend everybody it took to destroy me. I've given this a lot of thought. And that's how you know he's kind of overdwelling it. We cut from that sequence to the kingpin standing. This is so great. He's just standing just there standing smoking his cigar, looking at New York City, just so happy with he everything says, that he's done. He's the lord of crime. He has gathered... The warring, warring gangs, gangs of the, of the city, city organized them into an army. No, a business so efficient and so profitable that the city's economy depends on the thieves, extortionists, and murders at his command. He is the kingpin, and Matthew Murdoch has become the light of his days. I love it. As Daredevil Murdoch had cost him little, but hounded him, annoyed him as a fly would. Now, with all the joy of a malicious child, the kingpin tortures the fly. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> he says that he's. This is. I think this is the first time it mentions that he he's enjoying watching a good man be dismantled. Basically, he's. He doesn't say it outright later on. He the the very last part of this, uh, or the very last dialogue on this um, this narrative box on this page, it says the kingpin looks at his city and thinks of how wonderful it is to be alive. Yeah, which is so awesome because that is the exact opposite of how Daredevil's feeling yeah. right now. Daredevil, the we cut exact back to him. We can, opposite. We contrast it, and Daredevil is lying in the bed, and he's saying, like, "All I can hear is the world outside, and it's just they're just idiots. It's idiots everywhere. People just radios with static mm-hmm. and noise and everything. I can hear everything. A car alarm. A car, I can hear." All of this, and it doesn't, none of these noises care how tired I am. All they care about is making this noise, and I've got $2 left. I'm going to go get some breakfast because I'm hungry. And then when I'm done, I can go to the gym, and I can hit the gym. And then he says, no, I don't have a gym. The kingpin blew it up. And and I love this because... So he goes, I'm going to, like, he gets dressed. He's in his coat, his 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 gloves. He puts his hand on the doorknob. Uh-huh. And then the very next panel that we see is this crazy up high shot of Daredevil over the kingpin. The kingpin's yeah. body is dead. It's on the ground, blood everywhere. We have blood literally dripping off of Matt yeah. Murdock's fists. And then the next panel, we realize it's a dream and he goes i must have dozed off so see after he got dressed and ready to leave again he's like i can't go yeah and he goes he goes he falls straight back onto the bed never have i seen anyone be this defeated yeah it is insane how good it is then he phones up gloriana foggy again yeah gloriana answers and and keeps hanging up he keeps saying things keeps saying really mean things 
And then he phones up. He does this one last thing where he says, I'm on to you, Nelson, and hangs up. But but he says that, but Foggy never actually answers the phone, or Gloriana no. doesn't. He just says it into the phone. Yeah. Or in, into the phone. Yeah. 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 Um, then we hear footsteps come in, and he thinks, oh, I know that. It's it's the kingpin. The kingpin's coming. I'm going to take him out. And uh, it's the the hotel manager who says, you know, checkout was at noon. You're bummed. You, you better give us our next eight bucks if you want to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> and... Matt basically chokes him out, and he says, uh-huh. "You know, I know he's faking. I know this is all fake. Everything here is fake." It almost. Says, I'm it, coming for you. I know he in. didn't, but it almost looks like he killed him. Yeah, <laughs> but he doesn't. He, he just chokes him out. Yeah, because, he choked, um, yeah. We we then see um, what is his name? Is it Wesley? It's that guy, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Wesley, who is Kingpin's kind of right hand man, who he kind of adores in this weird way. Who's able oh, to get away with everything. Th- th- this sequence is so cool, Jamie. So so the Kingpin is talking to Wesley, and Wesley's giving him a report. What uh, Kingpin did was he said, "Go follow Matt Murdock, and mm-hmm. I want to hear everything. I want to live every detail. I want I want to just." I want to live in in the demise of Matt Murdock. I yeah. want to feel how much pain he's feeling. Yeah. So he's telling uh, Wesley's telling um, Kingpin the story. And he's like, "Well, at one point we were on the bus and Matt, subway. or sorry, on the subway, uh-huh. and Matt was just sitting there, and there were these these thugs that came in and started um, beating everybody up and trying to steal their money. And yeah. Matt Murdock didn't do anything. He did not do anything at all. Um, and Kingpin is kind of, not surprised by this, but he's asking questions like, oh, so Murdoch didn't do anything. He goes, nothing, yeah. boss, until one of the thugs put a gun up to Matt Murdoch's face, and at that point, Matt just kicked the crud out of these guys. Yeah. And what one thing that's so cool is is uh, the Kingpin is telling, um, or Wesley's telling the Kingpin, like, I saw it all, except for there was one, I didn't see his first move, unfortunately, yeah. because uh, I like, was, ducking, I was ducking out of the way when a gun came flowing above uh-huh. my head. But um, but this is the the key part here is as he's getting off the train, um, some of the uh, transit cops are waiting, and he is he's basically just leaving three completely bloodied goons behind. He's taken all three of them out, yeah. and then he beats up the cop, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that is that's the thing that really excites Kingpin. He says mm-hmm. oh, that's how far he's fallen. He beat up the cop. I just want to say, yeah, you know, just kind of paint a picture for mm-hmm. people at home that are listening. So while um. Wesley's telling all the stuff to Kingpin when Kingpin is getting the the daily report. Uh, he's lifting weights he's shirtless, lifting, yeah, and several hundred pounds. Yeah, several. He's just sweating and he's loving, it and he has this big cheesy grin on his face the whole time. Yeah. So anyway, so Matt ends up going to a phone booth, and and he, and he feels bad because he knows he's hit an all time low. Yeah. But he's like, I just beat up a cop for no good reason at all. So he calls Foggy, and he's like, Matt, you know, don't hang up. And he tells him this whole story about how bad he feels, and then yeah. we find out once he he drops the the phone that the phone line says, he says I'm going to get help. Yeah, it's okay. I'm yeah, gonna get I'm going to get help. And then um, as Matt's walking away we hear the dialogue from inside the phone and it says at the tone the time will be 10 32 so he was never actually talking no this, to is, Nel- the, to this Foggy. is something that our younger listeners might not know but there used to be a thing called the speaking clock yeah which was you could phone up a number a free number uh-huh. i believe i don't know if it was free in america it was free in england and it would give you the time and it would say at the at the tone of the time would be this and then you could set your clocks to it so the, it would go beep, 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 and on the third tone, you know that that was the time. Um, so he's just phoning. He's just dialing the speaker. I know, but, but it's, gosh, man, he is going down so fast. So then we, we, get a, yeah, we get a quick little cut in from Karen. Karen. We find out that she's decided, 
I need to get to Matt because yeah. obviously I can't reach him by phone. I just need to get to him. Well, she says, she, she phones up. She says, this is the only number I remember and I will never forget it. It's Matt's house. And I know it's Matt's house. And she phones up and it says it's been disconnected. And she right. says, there's no way he would leave that mm-hmm. place. He loves that place. So that's when she decides, you know what? I just somehow got to get to New yeah. York. And, and while she's she just. spots in the yeah, mirror of yeah. a bar that she's making the phone yeah, call in. Yeah, she spots the people that are coming after yeah, her. Yeah, she spots a couple of Kingpin's goons. Yeah. So that's where that cuts out. And then we Matt are. Matt has been making in, his way slowly yeah. towards Kingpin Tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Wilson. What do you call it? Fisk, Fisk Tower, should we yeah. call it? Fisk, Fisk. Oh, and, and I love this moment. So as as Matt is going up to go confront Kingpin, because now he finally got out of mm-hmm. bed, finally beat up the cops, finally made a phone call. Like he is just, he's completely, he's at the worst possible time to face Kingpin. Yeah, like the worst. <clears throat> Mentally, he's Mentally, he's a just, mess. He's a mess. So as he's walking Physically, up there, you know, we great. get a we get a couple cut-ins from across town. We, we we get one where Ben is trying to convince um uh J Jonah Jameson. He's basically that, saying that the kingpins all over. Yeah, this and we need to yeah. follow the story and and, and, then, and, and J Jonah Simms. J Jonah Jameson's basically saying you got to be right. Right. And then we also see um Foggy and and Gloriana they're sitting in Foggy's apartment just waiting for the phone to ring because Foggy feels so terrible about his friend. He's like yeah. just please call back maybe this time I can do something. Maybe this yeah. time I can do something. And, and this is great. It's literally what's so cool over these three pages Jamie it's just Matt walking slowly yeah. to confront the kingpin. We he see him outside the building the, inside. He sees the secretary and she says uh, yeah. uh, come come right in, Mr. Murdoch. Mr. Fist, Fist is, is expecting you. you. So he's walking down the, the line, down the line, down the line. And, and, and he's led into the weight room. I, I, I love this. So we get one, well, real quick, we get one more little cut in of... Um, of, of, of uh, Karen. Karen, who's mm-hmm. still trying to get out of Mexico to get back to New York. Yeah. But then literally no dialogue. We this, have the, and, this the most is, amazing fight sequence. And, 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 this is, and this is so great because, as you know, like we've, we, we've mentioned this, Frank Miller uses lots of narrative, lots of dialogue, lots of talking. Yeah. It is so impactful for when somebody like him yeah. chooses to turn the, 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 you know, hit mute. Yeah. When he hits mute on the page, <laughs> it is huge. Yeah. So as Jamie Matt said. walks in. He's not smiling. Wilson yeah. Fisk, Kingpin, is smiling. Is smiling. So we have, uh, he hits him. Uh, Matt hits the first blow. He goes for him with his club. Uh, hits, hits him across the, the sternum or the, the stomach, I guess. Um, and then manages to get a really good hit and pretty much breaks his nose and there's blood everywhere. Oh, but the Kingpin just grins and is yeah. so happy for this. He also he then gets another hit across Where the he face. he breaks the club. <laughs> yeah, he breaks the club. But then, like, and this just shows how powerful the kingpin yeah. is remember he's like 400 pounds of pure muscle mm-hmm. it's even though he's got a big belly he's pure muscle he ends up grabbing matt by the arm yeah yanking him down and all it takes is like two punches to the face oh yeah. and matt is down on the ground blood everywhere and then while he's on the ground we have a great shot of just wilson fisk's arm big old muscular arm up in the air and then it goes to we get the uh, impact. We get the we, don't in, know, we don't see it. We, we don't see, see it. it the and then the last panel on the page is just pure red. Yeah. And and then what happens next is awesome. So so at this point, Kingpin believes he's won. I did everything I needed to do. I I, I proved that this was that Matt Murdock was Daredevil. Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna tear him apart. And when I, and now I'm gonna kill Daredevil. I'm gonna yeah. beat him. But I'm gonna beat him my way. He's gonna come to me defeated and we're going to fight and I'm going to take him down. Yep. He had it all planned out. Yep. So once that's done to get rid of the body, he throws it because because he all here's the thing. It's not good enough for the kingpin to kill him. 
He needs to discredit everything about this yeah. man. He needs to tear him all the way down, even mm-hmm. though he's going to be dead. So he throws him into a cab. He gets him. He gets a whiskey bottle or something. Throws it in there as well to make it look like he was dry. A blind it makes guy it look like he a was blind driving. Guy stole a cab. Was so drunk. The, the, the cab driver's killed. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they dump the body. They crash the cab into the Hudson. Um, but he is uh, Matt's in there. The door has been rusted shut, or it's been it's been chemically treated to make it look like it rusted shut. Um, so he's trapped in this cab that's in the river, and he's tied in. And the the idea is that there's a broken whiskey bottle, and the idea is that he's that Matt Murdock has had a collapse, mm-hmm. stolen a cab, crashed mm-hmm. the cab, and has died. And, and but we have this this incredible page where the kingpin we we see the cab, we see mm-hmm. the cab in the water, we see Matt's face. Very, very close up where he's just his eyes. He's awake. Open. In the he's, he's awake. So and then so, this is this is incredible. Oh, yeah, secret, yeah, so. yeah. Just go ahead and read it, so Jamie. It's so good. We see the kingpin standing. He's got a smile on his face and he yeah. says, "The world seems flooded with sunlight. Daily business becomes a joyous, childlike game. He has disgraced, destroyed, and murdered the only good man he has ever known. This is his triumph of the spirit. At last, the cab is discovered. There is blood." and bloody evidence of a struggle. There was a shattered windshield, a safety belt severed by the windshield's glass and what must have been a hideous effort of will. There is no corpse. There is no corpse. There, there is, is no, no corpse. corpse. And that in that last, uh, there is no corpse. The smile from Wilson Fisk's face is has, gone. It's faded away. Yeah. And this is so awesome because yeah. reading this, now we know that, okay, hold on. Something's going on here. We, we are like on, you know, we're not on even ground, but obviously Matt is doing something that is making a Kingpin very upset. Yeah. He's not dying. He's not <laughs> Be- dying. Because Kingpin thought he had the perfect plan completely laid out. Yeah. But it didn't kill him. It didn't. He's, well, there's no corpse. There's no corpse. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, that, and the fact that there's no corpse is going to eat kingpin alive and it is going to be awesome so the last page in this issue we see a figure in the shadows in the coat that matt was yeah we can tell it's matt yeah and he's dripping wet and he's walking into an alleyway where there's a couple of uh, homeless people asleep Mm -hmm. and we find out the next issue is pariah pariah Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and pariah when it starts out um we get we get a nice little summation of um how matt got his powers yeah um you know just kind of a retelling of it retelling while matt is lying um he's talking about how how much it hurt Mm-hmm. This is this is an interesting thing. Is something that is is kind of, I think Frank Miller really brings to this story, which is um, Matt's transformation into Daredevil or when he first gets his powers. Is that it's born from pain. There is a lot of pain involved. Everything about it is painful. Mm-hmm. His blood has been radiated, and it's painful. He's you know the fact that his eyes they don't really say too much in previous ones, but this is the first time you really get the idea that his eyes were really badly damaged and they had to do some kind of surgery to Yeah, to on his, on his full face actually, mm-hmm. not just yeah. his eyes. And and so we, we you know, we do a retelling of the origin of of how he got his powers, which we yeah. all know. And then um we're slowly and then, pulling out yeah. from his face you, where we you, see all his the adult di- face. All the dialogue is happening on pure black yeah. panels with the exception on the edge of each panel it, we started in really close on matt's yeah. face and each page we get one panel going further further out showing that matt is curled up in a ball and crying and then we have we, then we have there's one moment of silhouette which yeah. isn't just a black which is someone comes to visit him it's yes a, a, i was gonna say that yeah a loving uh-huh. present so this is the first time that we hear this, this is the very end of this little bit before mm-hmm. we before we get into the um well actually there's two parts so the first bit is 
um, somebody comes in and is talking to Matt, mm-hmm. and Matt ends up getting and he gets a, a kiss on the forehead from her, and he feels hang, dangling from her neck a cross, a golden cross. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a cross made of gold, and and there's something about her. Yeah, that just radiates to him. Yeah, Th- there's something about her that is extra special, and it's the first time he's actually felt calm. He's felt calm, exactly. So and we move from that yeah. in that state of mind to him being calm when his dad comes in yeah. and says, "You know, I know I'm blind." It's and okay. it's so cool because, lose. like this scene, like we, there's never been any writing like this for Daredevil so far after no. the accident, Mm-mm. where he's like, "Dad, everything's good. I yeah. feel great." Yeah. And so this person that came and visited him gave him this hope, gave him this yeah. good feeling that like his dad is just so proud of him, and it's mm-hmm. like. How can you be like that if this just happened? Well, good news is your face looks great. Yeah. <laughs> they did surgery. Everything's going to be perfect. But you know, I'm very proud of you, son, and all that type of stuff. And he actually is happy. Yeah. Even though he's blind, he, he's content with the situation. Then we cut to the, the actual title card. or yeah, the, 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 the top the, shot. The, the top shot friend. splash page where it says Pariah by Frank Miller and David Mazzuccelli and the rest of the team. And that's where we see how Matt is now. He's yeah. no longer that happy person anymore, no. and now he's curled up in that ball his in the freezing the, the cold. It's the ball that he's curled yeah. up in as well. This is like the moment where he's in the most fetal of fetal positions. The last three, the first one, he was kind of on his back, but curved over slightly. The second one, he was more into this fetal position. This one, he's just completely in a ball, tight, yeah. like just everything is, he's holding himself tightly in. And then... Then we cut to um, it's Christmas time and Foggy is out Christmas shopping with Gloriana. Yeah. Th- now we can tell that they're actually in a relationship yeah. because they're like out Christmas, Christmas shopping. shopping together. But we get a, a moment of Foggy being old Foggy. Old Foggy. So what happens is this thug comes up and tries to steal Gloriana's purse. Yeah. So what happens? Of course, you she know, Foggy. back because she's sick and tired of things being yeah. stolen from her. This is like the third. Yeah, I know. Time. Seriously. So Foggy ends up slipping because he's a big goof. And then when he slips in the ice, a bowling ball that he had bought and which was inside of one of the, the boxes that yep. he's carrying goes out and he actually takes this this uh, bowling ball, which <laughs> is meant for pork chop Peterson. He takes it, picks it up and throws it and hits the goon in the face. Yeah, this this is like this is old school foggy and yeah. I love it. And then um, and then and then uh, he gets Gloriana up off the ground and uh, he's screaming like, stop him. Oh, what's the use? Yeah. And Gloriana goes, this is a horrible city. Horrible. Um, Everyone's it, looking on. Yeah, and, this is like the common thing of uh, Frank. Yeah, where, like, nobody helps. Crime happens in New York. No one cares. Nobody it's cares. Just, <laughs> um, so we have a great moment there where. Uh, we see Matt briefly walking along and he yeah. says, I'm not dead as long as I can keep moving. It's yeah. one panel. And, and, and then we have Ben, ben Yeah. Oh, I love when Ben Urich shows up. So what Ben, ben is Urich doing smells, is... smells yes. a dirty part of the so story. So at this point, we do not know how long, um, how long Matt's been missing, but it's at least been for a day or two. Yeah, we it's, know. It, yeah. It's, it's been for a little bit. So Ben, right now, the only thing he can focus on is trying to uh, clear up Matt's name because yeah. he feels like this is at least something that I can do mm-hmm. to help Matt. You know, yeah. I, I I can't, you know, fix the problems, but maybe I can bring light on it and then that will help him um, get out of this hole. So he actually goes to visit um, um, Nick Mor- Morales. No, he, his name? Nick he, yeah, but he, and, and he goes and sees Nick Morales while he's at his son who is bedside waiting to get the um, the transplant that he's mm-hmm. needed. Yeah. So that is a bold move. 
by Ben. So mm-hmm. Ben actually goes to question this guy, and in a kind of a backhanded kind of way, you know, he goes, ah, so 20 years on the force with a spotless record. Uh, don't ever take vacation. So how's the kid? You know, he's being kind of like a little of a bit of a punk to, yeah. to get the information that he wants. He lights a cigarette, and there's yeah. a nurse that's in there that says there's no smoking, no smoking in, here. in here. Kind of a gruff-looking nurse who we find out yeah. the name of later. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's st- I like the, the, the figure work in this, like, you know, uh, Mazzuchelli knows exactly when to just use figures and when to use backgrounds and when to use the. He's he's established the story. We have like this beautiful, ornate architecture of the hospital in the first one. The second one, we have the hospital room with all of the stuff in it, and then slowly the background just fades away and it's just the figures in there. And we see Ben is basically saying, "Look, something something stinks. You lied about this, and we need to know why because Matt is a good man and Matt's gone missing. He's been missing for days, and he's the only good man I know. And you lied about it, and I just got to find out what's going on." And he says, how's the kid? It keeps pressing it. You know, there's something going on. He says, the best treatment for a certain cardiac problem costs bags of money and more than a cop's medical plan provides. So how's the kid? And um, yeah. Manala says very quietly that, co- that complications, as he's going under the knife in an hour, could be... Could die tonight. Could die tonight. Could die tonight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get one more shot of Matt. Just, moving. Keep and, moving. And I love how his posture is in all these yeah. panels, Jamie. Like like there's a lot of just like one shots of Matt as mm-hmm. he's trying to keep moving. Yeah. Just showing how difficult it is for him. Like he's leaning up using walls for support, head down, yeah. bad posture. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to Mexico and once again Karen is trying to very similar. She, she's he, leaning against walls. Yeah. And 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 once again she's got two things she's trying to accomplish here. She's trying to get drugs yeah. because she's in withdrawal. And she's also trying to get to Matt because yeah. she feels so terrible and yeah. she feels like Matt is the only one that can protect her and save her. Yeah, she so steals she's money from a blind beggar. from a blind person. She mm-hmm. does it. She's successful in the first one. The second person that she tries to steal from, she ends up getting caught. And so, what does she do? She actually takes um, uh, the the po- the broken pot that he was keeping his cash in, yeah. and hits him across the face yeah. and knocks her out. And then there's a great sequence of once this guy's knocked out, she's on the ground picking up the pennies and nickels because she is so desperate for that money. Yeah. And then shortly after she's gone, we see that those two guys that are tr- that were hired by the Kingpin to kill her are still on the pursuit. Yeah, they're on the tower. We don't see them, but we see their shadow and like their legs looming, and they and then, see the body. And then how great was this? So Matt is now, he's staggering through New York yeah. and you know going through... Uh, going through busy intersections and people are like, hey, get out of the way, bozo. What yeah. are you doing? You're going to get yourself killed. He gets hit by a car. He actually gets hit by a car. Like, yeah. look at that. It's like a vicious, like... And they, they basically <laughs> say, you know, he the, looks the people bad. in the car say, just keep driving. It's not yeah. worth the hassle. Yeah. And he, again, he says, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. And um, we cut to Foggy. Foggy's talking to his mom on the phone. Yeah, he's like, hey, Foggy, I met... Or, hey, hey mom, I, I met a girl. Yeah, I met a girl. <laughs> and she smiles. She's happy. Yeah. Uh, then we see Turk. Oh, we see Turk, Turk and Grotto. Grotto and oh, they are robbing yeah. a Santa. This is perfect, They're perfect Turk. They're stealing the Santa costume from Santa. For the, so salvation, the whole them. Salvation mm-hmm. Army thing so they could collect money. Yeah. And what's so great is Matt shows up. And uh, right when they're getting dressed in their Santa Claus outfits, is, all Matt says is, he goes, take it off. Take it off. And then Turk's reply is, he says, take your face off, man. <laughs> nice one, Turk. Yeah. Um, so but they, they, don't rec- they don't really recognize him. They don't know him. who he is because no. they don't know who he is. So, yeah. Um, and then Grotto says, look, it's just a bomb. Just give him, some, give him a couple of dollars or something. And he says, here, go buy yourself a bottle. And then Turk stabs Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock. And this would never happen. No. Until 
Daredevil slash Matt Murdock has been brought down to this low level. Yeah, it's. I think the fact that Frank Miller included this little part in the story is genius yeah. because there's been so many times where where Turk has attempted and failed. Yeah. So now that Matt we know is, is what low, level he's at. Yeah, and now that Matt is yeah, we exactly we show how low Matt really is. Mm-hmm. The fact that Turk can actually successfully stab him. Yeah. Um, we find out that Manalis's son actually died during the surgery. Um, and Ben says, you know, that's a hell of a way to celebrate Christmas. He now feels like a ghoul. But Manalis says, I'll tell you the story. And the nurse follows him. He goes out into the car park because he says, I've got to smoke. I've got to, I've got to have a cigarette while I hear this. Um, we cut back to Matt. Matt tells us how. He is, he is, know, yeah. He knows how damaged he is. He's been hit by a car. He's been stabbed. Every time he moves, something inside him moves and cuts him more. But he's just got to keep moving. Quickly, we cut back to Karen, and she's met a, a lovely fellow. Oh, such a lovely such guy. A, this this guy is such a charming guy. He is... What uh, is his name? It, it's Louis. Yeah, Louis. And Louis is basically saying, like, look, I was a fan of your movies, and I tell you what, you need help, you need drugs, yeah. I can help you out, but what are you going to do for me? You come you come for a ride with me. You come be my uh, my my guest on my little journey because i'm yeah. going up to america so yeah. i can i'm going to drive up to america i'm going to drive up to new york and, and you can come be my passenger but you have to pay you have to pay and you yeah. have to pay me the way i want to be paid and yeah. and what's you can really sh- see that to karen that is a lesser of two evils because yeah. she's like i will do whatever it takes even be with this man yeah be his his i guess his sex slave just because I need the money for the fix, yeah. and I need to get to Matt. I need, I need both the drugs, those and I need to get to New York. The two yeah. men arrive, and they say, hey, this woman's with us. They say, actually say the scenery is with us. And Louis shoots them. He's got mm-hmm. a little sawn-off shotgun and I, under and, the table. And I love the fact that when he grabs her wrist so they can get out of there, he goes, you better be worth all this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's so disgusting. We see Matt. He's walking through Hell's Kitchen. Um, he's walking. I think this is the first time he's mentioned Hell's Kitchen. No, they, I think they mentioned it uh, in a, Either issue one or issue two, I think. Oh, okay. Um, So he's walking through House Kitchen and mentioning this is where his dad lived and where he grew up and, Mm -hmm. you know, how the place has changed. And then we see that Foggy got got, uh, Gloriana a very, very nice necklace. And then what happens on the next page? We see a kiss. So we know that, uh, you know. You know what's great, too, is I guarantee you that Foggy feels guilty. Mm -hmm. He cannot not feel guilty. No. Matt's missing. His best friend is lost. Yeah, and he's and he's sucking face with the uh, with the girl uh, that Matt used to be with. So he he's is. got he's got to feel bad. But he's uh, we cut back to Matt who is standing where the gym was, and he mentions that the gym has gone. The gym's been torn down. The gym that that was like he's it was such a place of grounding for him, mm-hmm. and it's gone. Um, we have this great sequence where Manolis is telling um, uh, Ben Oric everything, and a nurse walks up, punches Manolis in the face, knocks him to the ground, grabs Ben Ulrich and says, uh, my, my employer says that I can't do anything too bad to you because you're press and it's uh, awkward. But what I can do is I can give you a little indicator of what's to come. Yeah. I'm not going to smash a typewriter, but I know that you type, so I'm going to just take these fingers. I know. And, so and there's breaks. a great shot where you shall lose the use of your fingers, and we and it's off camera, but we, yeah. but there's the text, so it says crack. Yeah. And then Ben's face, where he's like in pain, is yeah. like, oh and my god. And Ben's gosh. not a brave man. He's dropped on no. the ground, and he has to listen as she beats the, the life out of Manola. She I doesn't know. kill him, but she beats him to yeah. near death. Um, then we see... Uh, Fogwell's gym. Fogwell's gym. Fogwell's gym is yeah. still there. And Matt's there, and he starts hitting the punching bag, but he is so damaged inside 
There's nothing in him. He gets one hit on the punching bag and collapses. Then we see quickly Karen. She's had her hit, yeah. so to speak. And Louis is all over her. He's kind of clamming over her. And she's just, all she's thinking of is Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while Matt is on the floor. Yeah, he passes out from the pain from the, from the stab wound and everything. A figure comes and, and approaches him at Fogwell Gyms. Mm-hmm. And we see her walk up. And, we see and then she's got a golden around cross her around her neck. And we find out that it is, in fact, a sister. And, sister uh, Maggie. Sister Maggie. Mm-hmm. First and, time we've seen Sister yeah, Maggie. Yeah, Sister Maggie. And uh, she is holding uh, Matt's almost dead body. Yeah. Um, and then we've got our last little epilogue. And I love this so much, Jamie. So we haven't seen Kingpin pretty much this whole issue, right? Yeah. And then so at the very last page, it starts with the same thing from the last issue. Mm-hmm. There is no corpse. We know that's and all we know, he's been saying. All he's been <laughs> thinking about in the Kingpin, he's literally sweating and he's working out. And uh, he's just... Ugh. Yeah, I love this. So we can so really been working out for six hours. And what's so great is that the kingpin, as calm as he is, how collective he is, he cannot handle the fact if he is not in complete control and he is not in control of the situation mm-hmm. anymore. Because if he was in control, there would have been a corpse. Yeah. But now there's no corpse, so that means where's Matt's body? I need to find it. I yeah. need to find it. I need to find it. And he says that yeah. he says he realizes that maybe. Maybe he's created something worse because, as he he says, you know, the the one thing I've done, I've I've taken everything away from him. But that, taking away everything, taking away even hope, means that all that's left is a man without fear, and that concerns the kingpin more than mm-hmm. than anything. So that takes us to Born Again, Born Again. which is issue two thirty, mm-hmm. and um, uh, once again we got uh, Sister Maggie inside of the uh, the little uh, the the corner box, the corner box, which is cool. Great cover of uh, we have Ben Urich sitting at his desk, just feeling terror about the We're whole situation. Cost. He's got a cast on his hand, mm-hmm. and looming over him is the is the Daredevil shadow, which yeah. is so cool. Yeah. So it starts out with a little summation about everything that's happened, and and while that summation is going on. Uh, uh, we have a dialogue from somebody that we don't know who it is yet saying there's no heartbeat. He's gone or there's no heartbeat. He's gone. No, he can't be gone. He can't die. He can't die. And all of a sudden there's a heartbeat and he goes, yeah. he's alive. He's alive. And then that takes us to the splash page, which is the same thing. And no longer Matt is no longer curled up into a ball. He's now lying down on, mm-hmm. on his back, almost kind of in the cross position. Yeah. Uh, not quite. He, has a, he yeah. doesn't have his arms out, but he has yeah. them down to the side. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like post crucifixion. And sister position. Maggie, who's obviously been crying, mm-hmm. says, praise God, he's alive. Yeah. There's and, a little bit of, there's this great sequence where we get the idea that Matt is slowly knitting himself back together just mm-hmm. after the, the, the he's gone he's dead um and it's he's mon- it's him monologuing in his head and he says you know i had an awful dream everybody hated me everybody took everything away from me no the kingpin he's the only one the kingpin of crime he found out my secret identity and it wasn't a dream then santa claus stabbed me with a knife and no it was turk small time hood he was just dressed like santa small time hood works for the kingpin not a dream yeah it's crazy. And then we've got uh, the next few pages are kind of just letting you know where all the other players are at in this yeah. current story. We have Karen Page. She's traveling to America, mm-hmm. still thinking about Matt, but she's still yeah. with that, that sleeve She's crossed ball. the border at this yeah, stage. She's, she's crossed just crossed the border. over the border into America, and uh-huh. she says, finally, I'm here. Yeah. But she's still with, yeah, Louis. Louis. Then and we have the, the that ki- same page, the, heart, yeah. the bottom half of that page. Yeah. is basically Kingpin just beating up. Yeah, He's beating doing his guy. workout where he has it, 20 people attacking. Which is so funny because if you notice kind yeah. of the parallel here, Jamie, like – the worst no, kingpin is starting to unravel. Unravel. Yeah. And what happened when Matt, when he was unraveling? 
He started beating people up. Oh, with his fist. And so now what is, is Kingpin doing while he's unraveling? Mm-hmm. He's starting to beat people up. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> so anyway, so after that, the next page, we then go over and we see Karen. We find oh, out that Franklin has yeah. been offered a good job. He's been job. offered a good An incredible job. incredible job. A salary that is mind-blowing. He couldn't yeah. believe it. He said, even when I saw it written down, I can't believe mm-hmm. it. And we get the idea that, that we, we know that, that Kingpin, Kingpin is, is the one that's hired him. And then we also, on that same page, we see that Ben Yurk is now dealing with the fact that he has just witnessed yeah. somebody being almost beaten to death. And yeah, the he fact basically that, says, I'm not even going to yeah, think his name. I can't even think his ma- name because just thinking of Matt is going to tear me apart. But yeah. and, then, and then we go to Matt, and Matt is awake now. But and he's um, still, he's incredibly still, and he's healing. Yeah, he's healing, yeah. yeah. And he's saying, you know, I am never going to give up. I have Everything that's happened to me, I know... The, the one thing I've learned is that that everything in my life is gone. I'm, I will never give up. I learned from my father, never give up. And then uh, uh, Karen is coming. It's it gets was going to get dropped off at Penn Station, mm-hmm. but we find out then that that was his name, Leo. Leo, yeah. That Leo, Louis, sorry, or sorry, that Louis. Like you know what? I kind of changed my mind. Um, I I I was going to oh, let Paolo, you. Paolo, Paolo, sorry, or Paolo, yeah. sorry. I don't know where I got Louis from. Paolo Scorsese is yeah. his name. Sorry. So anyway, so <laughs> so uh, so Paolo um, was going to drop her off, but decide because you know she he was this is what he, it was going to happen. He was going to use her mm-hmm. during the road trip as you know his, his little candy, you know, to be with yeah. him. But then when he got to Penn Station, he realized he started to actually kind of have feelings for her a little He's bit. Like, yeah, I want to keep you So around. I'm going to keep you around. So, my he, girl now. so he decides to go with her mm-hmm. on the train, which obviously he, she's not happy about, but at the same time she's all, all that yeah. she can do is think about Matt. Yeah, Doesn't she says, matter. I try to get rid of him with a kiss. It's one of those ones that yeah. I learned years ago how to do. It's mm-hmm. one of those ones that when I was an actor, I can sell it. And she says, it's a good one. You know, it's what he wants, but he still says I owe him. Right. And then the next page, we, we have a shot of the kingpin and he's beating the crud of all these people. Mm-hmm. And then this is what happens. He goes, locate Nuke, Wesley. And uh, Wesley's like, uh, Nuke, are you serious? He's kind of unstable. You know, he's a lunatic. You don't really want to deal with him on a domestic job. Yeah. And kingpin goes, I did not invite debate. Yeah. So what First is... First time he snapped back at Wesley. Yes. And also what's key here is the fact that it's starting to look like kingpin is getting a little, um, what's the word? Um uh, he's on edge. He's he's just he's starting to act recklessly. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not thinking about what might be the most sane move. Yeah. He's thinking about he's doing something out of character. He wants to dist- he wants to bring the destruction down to the. He's taking it to the yeah. next level because the subtle way didn't work. So exactly. So which is completely level. out of character. There's this other sequence. This is fantastic where you really get the idea of that Matt is on his way to healing. He's lying in the bed. And he says, you know, I, you get this sense that he completely just relaxed everything out. His entire mind has just gone out. And he's like, okay, I'm going to slowly start bringing my mind back. I'm fixing myself so I can start thinking back to where I am. So he starts listening. He's listening to the sounds. He goes, okay, where am I? There's someone in the bed next to me. Um, there's a big bruise somewhere. And it's, it's, I don't need to worry about that now. But there's a guy in the bed next to me. He smells funny. He smells of cheap wine, and he's hungover. But I've got to start thinking bigger than that. I've got to find out where I am. So he starts searching out, and he says, okay, I can hear goals. Okay, so I know that I'm in New York. I know where I am. I'm down in the corner of uh, the bay or whatever you call that area of New York. And he's like, okay, I'm in the city. I can, I'm still in Manhattan. I'm going to narrow it down. I can hear things. I can hear bells ringing. I can hear bells. I'm in a church. I must be in a basement of a mission. 
just me and the winos. So he tries to get up and he falls down and Sister Maggie comes in because he stumbles and says, you, you idiot. idiot. But doesn't that just kind of show that Matt is finally coming back? Yeah, his he's, mind is Yeah, his, his, his mind is repairing. Yeah. Work, he's able to use his senses to figure it out. And Maggie ends up helping, uh, helping him up and getting back into bed. Um, and then we go back across town now to, to a hotel room where uh, Karen is, is calling the only number that else that she can think of, and yeah. it happens to be uh, Debbie's Debbie's house. Yeah, she's which, thrown in what, what, uh, what was Franklin's what house. What was Franklin's house, and obviously it's now just Debbie. So Debbie is, uh, gives um, Karen Franklin's number, yeah. and, and uh, so Karen calls Foggy, and Foggy's like, Karen Page, by golly, this is the last person I expected to hear from. Um, and then anyway, so she's like, I really need to see you because I need to see Matt. And uh, Foggy agrees to it for yeah, old so times' it's a pretty, sake. Pretty rough part of town. Yeah, but sure, I'll come along. Yeah, I'll come over there, and he agrees to for old times' sake. Yeah. Now, so how long ago was that, Jamie? Uh, couple of years. That? Couple of years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now we have this uh, this this great I, moment, oh, and this is Jay Jonah Jameson. Yeah, Jay Jameson, Jameson is, gets a lot of stick, but he is yeah. a, he's a good man. He's probably a libertarian, which is a shame, but he's a good man um, because he believes in the truth. Yeah, and he says the truth. He says. He basically is ripping into Ben Urich and saying, yeah, he's, he, you got scared. Yeah, you got I'm scared. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. I'm disgusted with you. <laughs> you did the one thing that a reporter should never do. You got let yourself get scared off of a story. And, and he talks about like how powerful the reporter is. Yeah. We have the ability to bring presidents down. Yeah, he says, this we, is five million yeah. readers worth of power. It can depose mayors. It can destroy presidents. And it's been due to get aimed at a kingpin for years now. But it needs you to do it. You're lucky I don't fire you. Get out of my office. And what's so awesome is after getting that advice, when he steps out, the janitor, the janitor goes, says, hey, be a good boy. Good Remember, boy, the Ulrich. kingpin is always watching. Yeah. God, man, could you imagine how nervous it's got to mm-hmm. be to be Ben Yurick right now? So we have a quick moment where Matt's... He's got, the, a, he's got, he's got the fevers. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got his a body fever. Is now, his mind is, is on his way back, but his mm-hmm. body is still hurting. Yeah. So he has a fever, but Maggie's there, and he feels the, the cross made of gold. So I, So... Over the next several pages, we have a little tiny piece where um, where uh, Karen gets where beat. For, Paolo slaps Karen yeah, because saying, she's going out, and he says, "Do you trying to get away from me?" And he yeah, says, "No, I'm just going to yeah. go see a friend. It's okay. I'll be back. I promise. I'll be back." So over the next four pages, this is some of the best art storytelling of any book that you will ever read. Incredible. So what it is is you've got three three to four stories happening at the same exact time inside the Daily Bugle, mm-hmm. which is telling you how I would like. After reading this, Jamie, there's no way I would ever want to work for a newspaper back in the day because it seems so incredibly yeah. stressful. People are shouting about the the, the, yeah. the newspaper needs to go to print and people and need it, this copy done, they the, need this work done, they need this story broken. And in the middle of that, you have Ben Yurk who is second-guessing everything because yeah. he realizes that his he, life is in danger, but he also wants to help Matt, yeah. and he's going through so much stuff internally. He's been given puff pieces <laughs> by uh, J. Jonah Jameson, who says, you know, you're scared, so here's some really bad stories mm-hmm. for you. And he can't even write those, and the editor's shouting at him, and Robinson, uh, Robert Robinson's there, uh, Robbie Robert, <laughs> what is his name? Robbie Robertson. Yeah. He's there, and he's saying, look, what's going on? Why are we putting our top crime reporter on that? And, and then the, while this the, goes on, the phone rings, yeah. and it's Manolis. Oh, this is so awesome. So Ben is talking to Manolis, and while he's talking, and Manolis is All saying... All this noise is going yeah, on in the yeah. newsroom, and, and he's, and, try, he's and, struggling and to And Manolis goes, he goes, you know what? You were right, Ben. I'm going to tell you everything. I'm going to tell you the truth. And while Manolis is talking, he's in a hospital room with his mm-hmm. legs up, because remember, he just had the, the crud beat out of him. Yeah. So Ben is listening to him, and Robbie's telling him, get off the phone. We have two minutes to tell this deadline. Get off the phone, Ben. Get off the phone. And Ben is just listening to what yeah. uh, Manolis is saying. 
while the editor is saying, Ben, like you are so slow. I got two minutes. I'm gonna, it's going to be my hide. What's going on? And then I don't know if you, I'm sure you noticed this, Jamie, but every panel from this point forward of Ben is getting closer and closer yeah. and closer. And he's becoming more yeah. abstract. He's becoming more like mm-hmm. the, the color is changing where he's just getting redder and redder and his mm-hmm. eyes are getting wider and wider. And what happens is this is where I got the, the I was mistaken. Louis's name is Lois is mm-hmm. the nurse. Mm-hmm. Lois, the nurse walks in and she grabs the phone from Manolis grabs him by the throat and says, Mr. Urich, my employer would like you to hear this. And then she chokes him. She kills him. And Ben is listening to that. Camera keeps getting closer, closer. These are closer drawings of Ben mm-hmm. while everyone around him is just completely furious because they're going to miss their deadlines yeah. and stuff. And and it just ends with uh, Lois saying, I thank you for listening, Mr. Urich. It is. It, it's such an intense scene that, like, yeah. it was. Little, it was literally getting my heart rate up reading oh, yeah. it. I was like, "Oh, I can't read this <laughs> anymore." Um, yeah, we so, see that the fever's still going yeah. on. Uh, Matt now has the cross around his neck, but he he is still has, has a fever. And another one of the sisters says to Maggie that that the fever is still climbing, and she says it will break. And it then break. and then we're back in that shady part of town where Foggy is met with Karen. And I love this image of Foggy where Foggy goes, "You look, uh, you look, good. you look good, Karen. Good? Uh, how, are, how things? are things? I mean." And then we go across town. Yeah to the Kingpin's fancy party where he's dressed in a gigantic tuxedo and he can't even socialize at the party because he's so fixated on that corpse not being in that vehicle that uh, he just he's frustrated. You can just yeah. tell he's he like says, losing his a, grip on everything. Murdoch's out there somewhere. I, I gotta find him. I gotta find him. I gotta find him. Nuke is in Nicaragua. It's gonna take days for him to get here. So that's that's my back burner. But what I gotta do is I gotta find him. So I've gotta think of saying, can I attack his loved ones? No, too obvious. He says, but I still, I know, I've got an idea. So he snaps his fingers and he summons a man who specializes in psychotics and uh, says this man always offers an excellent selection. So it's funny when you think about it. So the kingpin, feeling the stress, is going to go reach out for Nuke, which is the worst possible person that he can call for the job. Mm -hmm. But now he finds out it's going to take Nuke a few days to get there. So now he's like, I need to think of somebody else. So here's another obviously bad choice of a person. Yeah, here's another terrible But I am desperate. I need to find this out. I can't handle this feeling. We have Matt. We have shots. After this, we have shots of Ben just, just... have, yeah, Robbie Robinson says, yeah. you know, that I spoke to your doctor. The cast could have come off days ago. What's, yeah. you, you need yeah. to take some time off because here's a number for a psychiatrist. Yeah. Ben is just completely distraught. He feels yeah. terrible. Foggy is is with Karen trying to figure out what's going on, and then he finally says, like, "What happened, Karen?" And then Karen's like, "I thought you'd never ask." Meanwhile, the the fever is finally starting to break. Ben continues to think about. Uh, Manolis being choked. Mm-hmm. There's just so many things going on, and Foggy, and then and Foggy then, finally says, "Yeah, what happened?" What happened? And then Karen tells him everything. Yeah, um, almost everything. She doesn't almost. mention who, who yeah, Matt who is. Matt is. Yeah. Um, but then we we see that like she says, "I'm about to be killed. If I don't yeah. find Matt, I'm going to be killed." And then he tells her everything. He says, "Matt's disappeared, Karen. A lot has happened. Our love, our law firm went out of business. Matt will. Matt's been acting crazy for some time now." He was charged with criminal misconduct. Wasn't it great, though, how Foggy, as soon as Karen said that she'd been getting beat up, yeah. Foggy's like, Foggy's if like, I can get my hands on that rat. Foggy's a tough little... And he tough says, you're coming dude. to stay with me. Yeah. And she's you're like, no, I, I, she's like, no, I couldn't do that. He'll kill me. And Foggy's like, you are coming to stay yeah. with me. I really like that moment. And then they share... Your family. Matt's yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically him saying, you know, whatever's yeah. going on with all of you, 
I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. He's had, you know, he's got to feel guilty about hooking up with Gloriana. He's also got to feel bad about the fact that he didn't try a little bit harder for those first few phone calls mm-hmm. with Matt to stay on the line yeah. and everything. Um, so now we're back at the church. The fever's still climbing. Yeah. And Maggie prays. Praise. She prays to God that it will, that he will be okay. Yeah. I guess you're right. It, it hasn't broken yet at this no. point. And then, uh, but then it does break. Ben is sitting on a bench. Oh, yeah, before that, Ben is sitting at a, at a bench, and he finally mentions the name. He finally takes off the cast. Yeah, and, and he says, says Matt Murdock. Because um, we didn't really, you know, we kind of touched base on this a little bit ago, but he, through all of this, Ben is thinking to yeah. himself, "I can't mention Matt's name because if I think about it, I'm just gonna, I, I, I I'm going to have to do the right thing. But yeah. I can't do the right thing because my life's in jeopardy because all this bad stuff's going to happen. Because, but if I think about Matt, I'm going to have to do it. So finally, he takes off the gloves. Yeah." thinks about Matt, we know where Ben's focus is going to be now. Yeah. And then we, we get another great sequence. great sequence. We get Melvin was, Potter. I was so Love disappointed this Potter. wasn't in season three. I know that we said yeah. season three and Daredevil touched on a lot of yeah. the Born Again stuff. And this was the one sequence where I was well, like... Well, it kind of is in season it three. didn't quite get there. Yeah, it, it did it different, but... Basically what happens is that uh, Felix, this character called Felix, who is working for the Kingpin, has gone to Melvin Potter and said, you need to make a suit. You know the suit very well. It's Daredevil's costume, mm-hmm. and you need to make it, and you need to get it done. Otherwise, we're going to kill you. We're going to destroy your business, and we're going to kill you. So basically, that's your choice. Um, then we see that the fever's broken. Yes, and... Uh, and there's it, this, this this is pretty ahead, cool. Yeah. Sorry, no, you go ahead. No, it's, it's, it's a cool sequence because Matt is just remembering. He, he goes, this cross around my neck, you know, like I remember the, the gold... I remember the way that it felt. I, I, I know that, that this is the same person that came and saw me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then so Maggie is now covering him up now that the figure the fever's broke. Matt's just happy to be sitting up yeah. finally. And then he, he says, just he did, yeah, 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 she goes, Are you hungry? Um and then uh he just blatantly asks, Are you my mother? And then she smiles and says, Of course not, child. And I love this part. So it says, This is uh the internal dialogue for um Matt for Matt, he goes, Heartbeat can tell you a lot. Hers just jumped. She's lying. And he's sitting there with the cross around his neck and he has this kind of like half smile on his face. So he knows that his that Maggie is his mother. Yeah. This is the first time we've found yeah. this out. And that uh, his mother's alive. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I wish they would have played into it a little bit more in Born Again. I don't have a lot to complain about this series, but it kind of just drops off at this point mm-hmm. where it would have been nice if we would have had some more scenes where he was, even though she doesn't know he has these super senses, where he is kind of like in a backwards way trying to get her to confess to being his mom. I would have mm-hmm. really liked to have seen that in here because this is the stuff that I, I yeah. was most looking forward to uh, after not reading or getting back into reading Born Again. I wanted yeah. to get into the Maggie stuff. But Now, um, the next issue is technically the end of the Born Again, even though there's two extra issues yeah. that tag on. But this mm-hmm. is the end of this part of the story. This issue is called Save. The cover, we have Kingpin in the corner box. We have Daredevil hitting Matt. Mm-hmm. Which could be one of many things, you know, classic right. story, comic, where the the dual personality thing happens. We start with Matt. He's in Fogwell's gym. He's getting physically fitter now. He's uh, punching the bag. And then we cut to a meeting. Uh, Wilson Fisk is having a meeting. And uh, he says, you know, crime's on the rise. So our profits, you're dismissed. And then someone stands up and says, one moment, mm. Mr. Fisk. Amazing. Love this. There's nobody in this room who would question your authority or your judgment, Mr. Fisk. Nonetheless, certain allocations of personal and f- personnel and funds have come to the attention of the board. And well, sir, there's been a lot of talk about Matt Murdock. And he basically says, you know, I think you've been doing too much. 
Kingpin says, nothing. He lights a cigar, he listens, and then he says, Mr. Switzer, this is a check for your current market value of the, uh, the, for the current market value of your shares in this conglomerate. Take it or your family dies. You're dismissed. <laughs> Gosh. Just think about that for a second, though, Jamie. Yeah. The fact that Kingpin, like, that... How if, dare you question me? No, but if somebody actually stands up to Kingpin mm-hmm. to say this, you can tell how much this has affected him. Nobody yeah. would ever dream of standing up to Kingpin. No. But the fact that this guy had the gonads to actually do that, <laughs> what that goes to show you is, is that everybody can tell that the Kingpin is becoming unrattled. Yeah, e- everyone, everyone, everyone can, can tell. See it. And, somebody, and then we have yeah. another moment where, I think it's Wesley, isn't it, who says, uh, Mr. Switzer has a weekend in Colorado planned. He skis. And Kingpin says, compound fracture, both legs. <laughs> great, great, um, great. So we see Matt is a lot tougher. He's yeah. just punched the bag and what's co- the And what's cool about this, this is part five of Born Again. Yeah. As Jamie said, could kind of be considered the last one. It says saved. Mm-hmm. And he's no longer lying down. No, he's standing He's now up. standing up over a bag that he just beat down. So this just is kind of goes to foreshadow a little bit. Or it's telling you, like, Matt is back. Yeah. Matt and this, is this issue is one of my favorites in this run yeah. for, for a lot of reasons. A lot of it has to do with how Matt is just smartly diving in and out of everything. This is him in total control. You know, his mind's back, his, his physicality's back. Um, ben Ulrich has given his statement to the police. He's told them everything. He's told them about Manolis. He's told them about uh, the kingpin. He's connecting everything. And they keep asking it again and again. They want to make sure they've got the story absolutely right. Matt's walking along and he finds a paper in a trash can and reads about a cop being strangled in a bed. And then he sees Ben Ulrich has been writing a story called The Kingpin of Crime, a six-part series by Ben Ulrich. Um, ben has been given a bodyguard, a huge uh, Swedish cop. Yes. <laughs> um, what's his name? Hedgefors, is it? Something like that? Officer Hedgefors. Um, and then we see Lois, the nurse, and says... Uh, he's, I think it's Felix that she's talking to who basically says you have to take some time off you tried to kill a cop or you, you actually killed a cop and she's heat, like but the kingpin told me to yeah, do it he says no the heat is on yeah. you need to take a break and she says I've worked really hard you can't I'm expect gonna... me to go down to Arizona yeah <laughs> Arizona how dare yeah. you um, that's it she says Mr. Urich's the problem and I'm going to relocate him and yeah. uh, Felix says, you are commanded. You do not do this. Do not do this. Ooh, so, this so this is bad because, oh, and by the way, so the, the, we, we have two things. The first thing happens, we're at a, we're at a diner. Uh-huh. This is this cheap old diner that apparently no one really likes to eat at, which is why Ben likes to be there. Yeah. And it just so happens that Matt is at that same diner. He's sitting with his back with to With his ben, back to him. He's got a beard and nobody can really recognize him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's listening to this. So he's finding out some information yeah. and, and that, you know, Ben is like, you know, he probably actually first off he probably appreciates that Ben is writing these things about him yeah. and is trying to help him. Yeah. But also we find out that uh, he's going to be heading home to Del- Dolores. Yeah. And so Dolores is, is somebody that me and Jam- Jamie both like. So we mm-hmm. don't we don't want no one to mess with Dolores. No shenanigans with Dolores. Again. But unfortunately, Lois has got different plans in mind. So she actually goes to uh, to Dolores or goes to um, Ben's Warwick's house, house mm-hmm. and ends up. You know, we don't know what she's doing yet, but when Ben shows up with his bodyguard and locks the door, or unlocks the door, which he is, by the way, thankful that Dolores actually locked because she's very trustworthy. Normally she doesn't. Yeah, she goes inside and Lois just smacks Ben in the middle and starts to beat him. Yeah. Well, it was a very. She takes out the cop, the Mm -hmm. bodyguard, and then he, uh, Ben, hears. This is what's so great. In another room. All Ben can think about is Dolores. So he goes into. Or, sorry, 
Doris. Mm-hmm. It's Doris. Sorry, yeah. I've been saying Dolores. That's all right. So we still like it. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So then, so he goes into the bathroom and sees that um, Doris is actually hanging from the shower head, which that yeah. must be a stinking powerful shower head to not break. But um, 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 Lois has, is is hanging or killing her by yeah. by she's, hanging. She's choking out yeah. because she's being hanged. She's being hanged. And ben is basically focused on that, and then we see that that Lois, the tough nurse, is beating the cop bodyguard, uh-huh. and then suddenly. Matt is there. Yeah. And this sequence is great because uh-huh. Ben is just like completely like, I've got to get Doris down. I've got to get Doris down. He ends up getting her down by grabbing a razor and just cutting the... Uh, he cuts the, 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 the whatever rope was, that's around her or the, yeah, the cord that's, that's tying her up. That's tying her up. And, um, and, but we see this this huge cop who mm-hmm. has been taken down by Lois. We know Lois is tough. She's yeah. just beating people up left, right, and yeah. center. Matt has no trouble. He kicks... She's grabbed the cop's gun Um he kicks out of her hand, kicks her against the wall, and then Matt comes out and he finds the cop is unconscious, mm-hmm. um, but Lois is handcuffed with a broken jaw on the floor. And he says, Matt's Matt, alive. you're alive. Yeah, because at this point, everyone assumed that, or not everyone, but people were starting to assume that Matt is dead because yeah. he's been missing for, at, for like, days, for days and days and maybe, days. Maybe eight to ten days. Yeah. Um, and then there's a phone call, and yeah. Ben answers it, and it's Melvin. And he says, I need to talk. I know, I know that you're doing that thing about the kingpin, but I need to talk to somebody. It's urgent. It's urgent. And Ben's shaken up, and he says, I can't talk right yeah. now. But Matt's listening. And, and it's a good thing that's Matt li- that Matt's listening because yeah. that obviously tells Melvin Matt says it has to be tonight. Yeah, it has to be tonight. So um, we we get a little shot where um, Kingpin is now once again he's left the office, which yeah. the Kingpin does not never do. leave the office. So so he left his office, and this psychotic guy that he's going to use because Nuke is not available, he's um, he goes in person to make sure he is released to do his bidding. Yeah. So meanwhile, now we go back to um, uh, Melvin's costume shop, and yeah. we find out that Matt is hanging out. This there. is the sequence I really wanted yeah. in there. Yeah, go so for basically it. what happens is that he's been told, he's been told, and, and Melvin's phones up Betsy and says, you know, I've been told to make this costume. I think it's bad. I know something bad is going to happen. I can't do this. I can't. Matt, um, Daredevil worked so hard to, to, to help me. He did everything, and he's always been there for me, and I can't do it. And from the shadows, we don't see him, but Matt is there. Um, he says, you know, I've got to do it. I've got to, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I'm going to lose everything. And Melvin hangs up, and then Matt basically says, Melvin, Make the costume. No one will be hurt. Pleasure, he just smiles. Pleasure to hear your voice, Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, we we cut to Foggy and uh, Karen's having serious withdrawals. Uh, she's she's going cold turkey a little bit. She's throwing up, and she looks out of the window from Foggy's place and she sees uh, Paolo down in the, mm-hmm. down in the alleyway, smiling. He's an evil little grin. And she says, the guy's there. He's going to kill us. He's going to kill us all. And and Foggy says, I'm going to phone the police. And then we cut to outside, and there is the crazy guy that Kingpin has got right. Felix and, to hire. And, and, he's, and he's holding the Daredevil, he's holding the Daredevil uh, costume, costume that, Melvin that, that Melvin just made. But and on top of the roof is, is Matt. And I no love, one see, hears it. This is so awesome because Matt is back. And, yeah. and as the Kingpin is now being, you know, his, his world's being dismantled, yeah. you know, internally because of, you know, every, you know. And uh, Matt, Matt hasn't spoken yet. He hasn't. Well, issue. he's had a well, he just spoke to Melvin Potter. He's spoken oh, yeah, a little right. bit, but yeah. but uh, he, you know, he's <laughs> he's typical Daredevil now. He's yeah. eavesdropping, he's, in. he's finding he's getting all of the information, being and sneaky, yeah. getting all this stuff. He's see, here's he's what the back, plan is. Yeah. The plan is that they're going to drop this guy off, and uh, he's going to go up into the building. He's going to kill Foggy. He's going to kill Karen. He's mm-hmm. going to kill everyone in the building. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, just get in there and kill and make so, the damage. So Foggy, obviously, the when we permanent. saw Paulo, um, Foggy ended up calling the police, and the mm-hmm. police show up, and then Paulo uh, actually takes out a gun and, and shoots one and, of the cops. Shoots one of the cops, mm-hmm. 
and then um, starts yeah, shoots, shoots, the the, <laughs> shoots the window to go after Karen and Foggy. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, the the guy that the hired goon is is on the phone with, um, or the guy that is driving the psychotic guy yeah. who's going to dress up as Daredevil to kill yeah, Foggy Felix. or Felix, um, who's who's going to kill Foggy and Karen and make it set up to look like. Um, uh, uh, Daredevil did it because mm-hmm. once again, Daredevil or Kingpin is not just happy enough with killing Matt. He once again needs to make sure that that everyone thinks that Matt Daredevil is the one that did it because yeah. he needs to win the way that he needs to win. It's kind of like it's going to be his downfall here. Yeah. So, um, so he says, guy, "What should we do?" The cops yeah. are here. There's people being shot, at, and Kingpin says, "You stay there, and if if Nelson or Page try to leave the building, you kill them, um, and do it quickly before more police come." Um, and he says, "You know, I don't need this. I don't need this." But then we get the oh. sort of the, the crazy guy that they've got, the, yeah. the, the psychotic guy uh-huh. that they've got. The, the Felix is saying to him, "Okay, here's what you do. You're in, he's in the costume and he says, you go up to apartment five B, yeah, five B, and you're going to kill everyone. And this is your escape route. This is what you got to do. Say the name back to me. Five B. Show show me that you're not without ears. So so what this guy <laughs> does. So which one is Felix? Felix is the guy in the blue yeah. coat who is so so, so the psychotic guy. We, we don't know his name, right? No, he's, he's just a crazy guy. He's a crazy guy, yeah. right? So crazy guy in the daredevil suit. Um, is it Michael Kemp? Is that his name? Or? Maybe I'm not sure, but he ends up punching Felix in the face, and then he just ends up beating Felix to death. Yeah, and that just shows five B how, five B five B. <laughs> he's saying five B five B. That just shows how how far down Kingpin yeah. has come because he doesn't normally he would not associate himself yeah. with people that, that are this unstable. But he's just so fixated yeah. on stopping Daredevil. So of so course um, is, crazy so Daredevil ends up going upstairs. He's climbing and, up the fire yeah. escape to get to the roof. Yeah, he's gonna um, get up Karen there. Karen is basically trying to break out of there because she she's trying to get away because two things. One, she needs a, a fix and two, she's worried that Foggy's gonna die. So she hits him with a plant pot and runs out of the building. And uh, he says, you know, I don't want Foggy to die. I've got to get away from him. Yeah. I'm dead anyway. There's no hope for me. So what Felix gets to the, yeah. uh, the oh, sorry, the bad, bad daredevil gets and, to the rooftop. And, and, and Matt is hiding is behind incredible. the door because he knows exactly what's going to happen because he was eavesdropping yeah. when he was on top of the car. So he waits for, so he ends up locking the door, which is supposed to be locked. And when the bad guy is, is trying to open it up, Matt punches through the door mm-hmm. and hits the evil daredevil in the face. Yeah. And then they have this crazy fight. And while this crazy fight is going on, Kingpin is listening to it all because people are ke- his guys are keeping him updated. We find out that they're aware that Karen is leaving, yeah. so they're trying to kill Kingpin Karen. Trying to kill him, but, but they hit Paulo. He ends up getting in the way. Um, so now we go back to the fight, and this is just an awesome sequence yeah. where the crazy guy just keeps saying five B, five B, five B, and Matt it just ends up he get Matt takes a couple of blows. We yeah. find out that he's not a per, he's not a hundred percent, but ultimately uh, Matt ends up beating him. Mm-hmm. With a look at this, this amazing kick. Does just, a great that, backwards kick. Oh he does my also, gosh! He does this great it's, thing, which is the first time we've started seeing this uh, for a while. Which is the uh, the nerve. Yeah, he, he does, does the, the nerve fingers to the into neck. the neck. And then <clears throat> after he takes down Evil Daredevil, uh, he says, "Karen." So. So now we know where his focus goes. Yeah. So while we cut down to the gun battle that's going on between Polo and Polo's the cops, been shot. yeah, he's bleeding out, and Karen comes over and starts to try to find the drugs. I know. Oh my god! This she just shows how oh, Polo's is about just... to shoot her, but Matt hits a he basically kicks an icicle that, off of the that, roof that goes down that stabs Polo yeah. in the arm, and then he throws his billy club, takes out the which takes out Kingpin's the goons. Kingpin's goons, mm-hmm. and then we have a great sequence here, Jamie. So the so the last two panels are a shot of Karen Page with her eyes wide open, with her mouth open. The next panel is a panel of the um, heroin, and we can see that the heroin has not been discharged yet. No. It's still inside of the needle. So we are assuming 
that Karen is looking at that needle and it's like, oh my gosh, I need the needle. Mm-hmm. But we find out it's actually not the needle because the needle's on the ground on yeah. the very next next page and he and she has chosen Matt. Yeah. So this just goes to show you right now, there were two things that um, she was addicted to. She was addicted to the heroin and she was addicted to finding Matt so Matt mm-hmm. could save her. And when being able to choose between the heroin and Matt, she went with Matt. She went with Matt. No, it's a, it's a great moment. Yeah. And there's a little we get a nice ep- summary of a little of epilogue, what happened, yeah. Where Ben Ulrich basically tells us, so the crazy guy is discovered he's he's naked. The the costumes have been taken off of him. He's a certified lunatic. The doctor who arranged for his release is now in Florida working as a gardener. Uh, the two dead ones are criminals. Both have criminal records. One of them is Felix Manning, uh, who was still on parole. Um, their records go back to Kingpin. Uh, then we see that the other two bodies, the cops, were killed, um, leaving their families behind. Um, Paolo's still alive. He gets arrested, and lots of uh, Paolo Scorsese faces several life sentences for outstanding convictions in the armed robbery, drug trafficking, and murder. Doris is okay. She uh, her neck still hurts, and she's taken to wearing a scarf. And uh, I'm a reporter. My name's Ben Oric, and I'm going to find out what has happened to Matt Murdock and what he has become. So that is technically the end of Born Again, but we yeah. have this two issue because yeah. we have the overhanging thing, which is that the kingpin is still going crazy. Yeah. And the next issue is called God and Country. It's an additional little part to... Th- these two issues are, are commonly, uh, basically generally seen as being part of the story. This is right. the introduction of Nuke. This is the guy and, that was in Nicaragua. Yeah. Nuke is a... He's someone who's... They tried to do the Super Soldier Serum on several other people after Steve Rogers. And they did. And, and pretty much... And varying results. Yeah. And pretty much everyone died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but except for Nuke, he was able to survive the yeah. serum, and he's basically become this this killer. Yeah. He's like a machine. He's like a not a machine, but he's like a a weapon that they drop into serious places, and he just kills yeah. everybody. And he is incredibly brainwashed. Yeah, and he's he, enhanced by by pills, by but which pills. are basically St- I think they're amphetamines or something. something they're like uppers yeah. and downers. So yeah. he's given he's given the red pill when he needs to get aggressive he's given a pill to calm down calm down yeah yeah and so he's flown in in a helicopter in nicaragua drops down and basically just kills kills everybody everybody, yeah um and then we go to the we go back to america he says where where to next yeah and the the helicopter pilot says we're going home we're We're going going home we're going to america because the kingpin is has you know what like jamie said We've got to find out what happened to his dang body. Yeah. So I need Nuke to come here. So I've got to get Matt Murdock out from hiding. Yeah. Because as far as he knows, he doesn't know what happened, but he knows Matt definitely saved Karen. And he doesn't have the report, he, right? But he knows that's what mm-hmm. went down. And what Kingpin decides to do, I know this kind of sums up a little bit, but what Kingpin decides to do is he's like, I'm going to cause a natural, I'm going to, or I'm going to cause not natural, I'm going to cause a man-made disaster. Yeah. Because I know that will draw Daredevil out because he's a hero. Yeah. And that's the way I'm going to be able to you know, find his body and kill his yeah. body. So meanwhile, while this is all happening, Matt and, Matt and Karen, Karen are together. Are together. And this, uh, is, this is a very, it's very interesting how they went about this, Jimmy, because um, I like the part that Matt is helping her um, get through her withdrawals yeah. and to beat her addiction. He's making her go cold turkey. And, and, and there's some really nice dialogue in here where she says things like, Matt knows exactly how to touch me on a certain part of my back to help me sleep. Yeah. And but this is the key. Like this is the part that the biggest part that you need to take from this is that she confessed to Matt saying I'm the one that told them yeah. that you are Daredevil and all this bad stuff that happened to Matt happened because of Karen and what does Karen or what does Matt do to Karen for it? Absolutely nothing. No, he says I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to take yeah. care of you. That right there, Jamie 
shows how much of a hero Daredevil really is. Mm-hmm. The fact that he went through, you know, two weeks broken. of just being broken mm-hmm. and finding the thing that broke him and not being upset about it yeah. because he realizes there are bigger and better things that need to be happened. And right now that is taking care of, of Karen. Um, Ben, Ben Yurik goes to foggy and is like foggy. I need if I'm writing this paper mm-hmm. that that's trying to, I'm trying to find my, yeah, I'm, Yuri's I, best friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So can you like, you know, help me out and give me all this information. And foggy's like, you know what? I know Matt trusted you. So I'll tell I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll let you know, you know, I'll try to help yeah. you out. Um, while he's, while he's doing that, he spills some photographs that Gloriana's taken and Ben sees. This is kind of weird. So well, looks I, like a picture of Harrison Ford. No, <laughs> I, that's so funny. I thought that too. Yeah. I bet you that's on purpose. But the thing that was interesting to me, Jamie, was what? Why did Ben actually? So what happens is, is Ben ends up hiring Gloriana to yeah, take pictures to go along with mm-hmm. his six-part Kingpin takedown story that he's writing. But do you think that that Ben was doing that to get information from Gloriana to find out no, more about Matt, or he so. or he actually wanted to hire her? I think he just saw the pictures and was like, okay. "She's good." Yeah. Okay, I was a little bit confused about that, but. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. So, so we see we see uh, Nuke on a plane, and he mm-hmm. says, "You know, I want to make sure that the beer I'm drinking is it's American, American made. Just, where, where's it brewed? Where's it brewed?" And she says, yeah. "Milwaukee." And he's calm. Um, we also see the Kingpin, and he's talking to uh, several people. Yeah, several people. It's, he's basically back in his office, and he's talking on the screen, and he's basically people are, are starting to push back and say, "Look, this is going on. You you got to be careful." And he's like, "No, don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in complete control. I am in total control here." So get this, get Nuke here, get rid of that woman. The the they're saying that the the evidence is mounting against you. People are being arrested. Mm-hmm. Lois has been arrested. This other person has been arrested. Uh, you're starting to fall apart. Matt mm-hmm. shaves, which is nice because the the beard was kind of funky, <laughs> <laughs> much like uh, Foggy's mustache. It's, yeah. uh, it's shortly we, we get a nice shot of Karen where she's sleeping in bed with the Daredevil yeah. costume. And this and- is this is important because this is a moment, and this is what a lot of this story is: is that. Yeah, Karen. The thing that that broke Karen and Matt up first was that she couldn't come to terms with Daredevil. The idea of Daredevil mm-hmm. terrified her. She said, "You know, I can't stand the idea of listening and waiting to find out if you've been killed. I don't want that. The, our relationship needs to be more." Um, so we cut to uh, the tombs, the jail, mm-hmm. and um, this is crazy. Eric's so, going to see Lois, and Eric, uh, he has his bodyguard with him. Gloriana's yeah. with him, and then they have the person that works with the jail. Uh, what's his name? Coogan. Um, Coogan, who is a little bit too handsy for Gloriana's liking. Yeah, and so they go inside to talk to Lois, and the cops in there, and this cop that's uh, in Blanders, there. Sorry, Bland, Blanders. Uh, Coogan is the, the yeah, cop. and and Coogan was the guy that um, Kingpin was like, make sure Coogan is there. So yeah. we. We know that Coogan is working for Kingpin. Yeah. So anyway, so Ben goes there to interview Lois, and Lois is going to obviously spill the beans on um, yeah. on uh, uh, Kingpin to save her own hide. And Coogan at that moment takes out a gun, and then we get this huge battle yeah. where Coogan ends up shooting Lois Coogan dead. Lois. And then, then he shoots Hedgeford. Yeah, and then Hedgeford shoots the cop. Yeah, and then and then what happens is is that this is great. This yeah, is the, this is another this is another turning moment for a character. Yeah. what happens is that Ben leaps into action and he gets the gun away from Cougars. Um, and he basically beats him. He he doesn't. <laughs> he, the, he, he pistol whips him. Yeah, no, but he doesn't basically beat him, Jamie. He kills him. 
and he doesn't stop. No, he he, he completely yeah yeah, yeah he, he, he hits him he, and hits him with the pistol. He, he and this beats is him a, to this death. is him basically saying like enough, you people have uh, yeah. I tell the king this is his message to the kingpin. Glory no more. And Gloriana is just taking pictures and not even like of this yeah. whole thing. But this is a huge moment because Ben Urich, it's self defense. Yeah. However, he could have stopped. Yeah. But he ended up continuing to beat him down. Mm-hmm. And this is something that Ben's going to have to live with for the rest of his life. You know, you're right, Jamie. This is a, this is one of the biggest turning points in, in Ben's life. Yeah. Before it was always a matter of, do I do what's right, even though it threatens me? Yeah. Or do I, or do I protect my own hide by keeping quiet? That's what it's always been like with yeah. Ben. But now it's like, I mean business. I'm going to take business in my own hands. Mm-hmm. I have this guy who tried to kill me. I can, I can end this. Or I can, you know, do the I guess "quote unquote" right thing and just beat him a little bit, yeah. get him tied up, and have him go to jail. Yeah, but he doesn't stop because no. the emotions are just going through him, and he ends this up going is, all the way. Like the kingpin. This is also like the kingpin's yeah. losing his hold. The kingpin doesn't scare me anymore. You, I'm, yeah, I'm me. I'm, I'm going to take care of it. And we have this great sequence where the kingpin <laughs> basically is manipulating the hell out. Of yeah, you. and it's cool because his office he fills it up with American flags yeah. and the, the American eagle and everything, and he's just trying to act like he's patriotic because this yeah. brainwashed nuke guy just it's all about all about america you know yeah it's it's kind of incredible it's like that there's one panel i think i posted this on um, on the twitter but page before he says you know um nuke standing there and kingpin basically says like i am under constant scrutiny by the police i am in the strictest definition of the law a criminal i know this startles you but as i have said so much has changed america's enemies have grown so strong that our boys die in asian jungles and our people will not honor them and mm-hmm. Nuke is just getting riled up. Our oh, boys, our oh, boys, our oh, boys, he's saying. And then he says, you know, he mentions his son. He mentions this this fictional son that's part of that. And he says, you know, um, he says, a single man threatens to destroy what we have built. He moves against me. He calls me a villain. I am not a villain, my son. I am a corporation in the conglomerate that is America. But he's allies in the press. The press, the press. And that riles Nuke up more. Mm-hmm. And then he says, where is he? Hell's Kitchen. And and this is what's awesome. Matt Murdock has started his new life. Yeah. He's got a new girl. He's red. This is another he, identity. Yeah. Him. He's red and he's working yeah. as a short order cook. I love a, it. He's yeah. a short order cur- cook. He's He's got a relationship again with... he's like the with, best cook in the world because yeah. he knows exactly when all the food is I perfect. Know. And he's in a relationship again with yeah. Karen. He's actually... I might actually say this, Jamie. He's a little bit... Happy? He's happy. He's, He's happy. Smiling. He and knows he also, his. He it, knows his mom's alive. Yeah. People it, keep mentioning like, oh, the, why do you like Ben Urich's there? And he says, why do you come here? The food's terrible. And it's like, well, it doesn't look terrible. Look at all these people here. Yeah, because now Red's working. Because now Red's working there, and, and uh, he gets it better. So there's some great sequences. There's an awesome. I mean, it's it's just great. So, but mm-hmm. then, boom! This is what I was talking about earlier, Jamie. Where like, this is where Kingpin just shows that he is completely fallen. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Jamie before we started this podcast um, about the the last issue, which is which this is right leads us up right to the last issue. Yeah. But what we see here is Born Again starts with the kingpin tearing Matt apart, mm-hmm. and then everything kind of becomes full circle. Yeah, and then the kingpin, in his own way, ends up being torn apart while Matt rises up. Yeah. So it is literally this complete circle. Yeah. It doesn't do it. Like, I don't feel like the ending does it quite enough justice in terms of like making the kingpin be as torn yeah, apart as Matt does. I, I wish it would have been a little bit more dismantling, mm-hmm. but this is the moment that actually shows yeah. that he has gone loco crazy is the fact that, because remember 
Kingpin in the past had maybe like kill a guy for the be- the the better of the cause, yeah. C- care a guy, or kill a guy for the cause. But now he's like, I need to kill Matt Murdock for anything. Yeah. I'm going to start a war right I'm gonna, here I'm gonna on drop Earth. The, the nuke. In I'm going to put nuke in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, and what it's not ha- subtle by any what, what, what Matt Murdock's writing, uh, what um, Frank Miller's writing. Yeah, but it's also not subtle. What, what, yeah, uh, the Kingpin's doing. He's dropping yeah. a. A figurative and literal nuke, nuke in, in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And so what happens is he goes crazy and starts yeah. killing people. So we're so talking we this, like we're, machine guns. Yeah. He, Matt, Matt's leaving yeah. the diner and he's yeah. saying, you know, I'm not ready to let Ben know that I'm still here. And then he says, hang on a second, there's a sound. That's no police helicopter. And this helicopter drops in. Nuke jumps out, still saying our boys, our boys, and just opens fire and starts blowing up buildings. He actually blows up the... He's got a, a rocket launching gun and he blows up the diner and, and Matt, you know, Matt's running and he can hear it. He can hear all the bullets. He says, um, you know, he's, he's already walked quite far away and he says three or four blocks away. Bullets cut through flesh and bone. A woman holds her baby close and hears him gurgle. A lung collapses. Three blocks now. A man chokes out half a name and dies from a gun, a rocket. A wino cries to God. And Ben is there. Gloriana's taking photographs. He's uh, nukes blowing up things and he says you know there's another rocket it's hitting the building where karen is and um nuke is still going to town he's just 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 trying to destroy everything so so what, I, what this is how i see it, jamie mm-hmm. is that so so nuke goes and he kills people over here kills people over here kills yeah. people over there takes takes the missile launcher yeah shoots it at the bill or shoots it at the diner diner yeah. goes up he's Sh- shooting sh- it randomly as yeah well. he's not it, no one but, knows where matt is at this moment so but, this is completely random but it's trying but to get it, matt but it hits the up. diner then it hits the building that karen's in yeah so matt is rushing to karen rushing to karen mm-hmm. finds karen in the rubble realizes that karen is alive sees the daredevil because at this Karen point, says I kept it safe. For yeah, you. we and don't. We don't even costume. know if Matt was even considering being Daredevil yeah, again. No. We don't even know that. Like that may not even. He might have wanted to be a short or a cook. He might have been over all this, but he sees Karen. She's alive. She has the uh, the Daredevil outfit. Yeah. So Matt goes and kisses her. He kisses her and takes, takes the, the Daredevil. Slowly gets unchained. And this dialogue slowly here is put, incredible. Slowly puts on the outfit. This is what he says. Uh-huh. He says, I thought I'd have to be a lot more patient than this, Kingpin. I thought I'd have to wait for weeks for you to get sloppy like you did with my house. So then we quickly cut across <laughs> the nuke. He's on the plane and a police helicopter's come. He blows up the police helicopter and he's there. And then suddenly the billy club hits him. Mm-hmm. Side of the head hits him, bounces off a wall and then is caught by a gloved hand and Mm -hmm. nuke says give me a red the red pill that gets him excited and we have possibly one of the best pages images of daredevil ever around ever yeah david mazzuccelli draws this image and it is daredevil standing ready with the flames everywhere around Mm -hmm. him and just no words just him standing ready and it says next armageddon what was the what was the name of the first issue in Born Again? Uh, it was Apocalypse. Apocalypse, and now we have Armageddon. Armageddon. Everything everything is really going full circle, yeah. and this takes us into the last issue. And the 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 thing the thing about the last issue is um, two things. Uh, number one, it wraps up the Born Again series, yeah. um, and it does it. In a way that I, I guess you could say is a is a good wrap up. However, it's a decent wrap up. It's a, de- it's a bit yeah. of a. It's a. It feels it, a bit if, weird because this new character has been introduced, but it's so good to see Daredevil back. Born Again is at, is at the top of most Daredevil fans' lists, 
but it's not necessarily everybody's favorite. Yeah. If they would have done a little bit of a better job of wrapping up the series, I feel like it would be more people's favorite Daredevil story. Yeah. Because what we have here is we have um, almost a kind of a co-story and they entered and they bring in another character. They bring in Captain America. They bring in the whole Avengers. Well, That's they do of, for but very briefly. Yeah. It's a nice sequence. It is. Where... It is a cool sequence. But I just, I just wish that it would have ended, Jamie, mm-hmm. with Daredevil and Kingpin together, and it ending with Daredevil walking away from Kingpin, yeah. not hitting him, not beating up, and basically telling Kingpin, "I won." And you can't, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Have a great day. Yeah. And then walking off. And I felt that would have been more full circle than what ended up happening. Mm-hmm. So what Daredevil tries to do here is his his main focus is, A, saving the city. Mm-hmm. but also, Saving Hell's Kitchen specifically. But, Hell's Kitchen specifically. But also, B, is bringing the kingpin down. Yeah. Because in the last issue we talked about, I thought this was going to have to take weeks in order for me to yeah. do this. But now everything is going... You know, it's going so much quicker. I get to take you down tonight. So that, so those are his two things that he tries to do. So rather, so he wants to take Kingpin down, and the way he takes Kingpin down is what we'll talk about. uh, We'll talk about as we go through the issue. Yeah. So what happens is that uh, Nuke is still shooting, and the helicopter pilot says the mission's aborted. We need to get out of here. And Nuke says, "No, I won't let you down." And he jumps out of the helicopter. And Kingpin is way away. He's listening to this going on, and he's he says, "Even twenty blocks away, I can feel the, the ground trembling." And uh, I think it's Wesley is there, and he's saying this is getting out of hand. This is pe- people are going to start getting smart to what's going on. So Daredevil has a fight with Nuke, who's super soldier, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to avoid, he's trying to find the nerve nerves in him, but there isn't any. So he's hitting them, and he says like, "It's there's nothing there. There's no, it's it's like a fuse box that's just not working. Yeah, something about him is broken, and uh, he's starting to." He hits another nerve in his arm and says, you know, I almost broke my fingers yeah. that time. And this is so stinking awesome. Yeah. So how he ends up taking Nuke down. Yeah, he says, forget it, the nerves, yeah. break the bones. Yeah, break the bones. <laughs> but um, when he can't break the bones, what he does is he goes for the eyes. Yeah. And he's like, if we're going to fight, he's going to fight on my level. Yeah. So Daredevil takes his two fingers and jabs him in the eyes, making yeah. him go blind. And um, they yeah. they end up fighting. And while they're fighting, Kingpin is watching the whole thing through binoculars and Wesley mm-hmm. saying, um, boss, do you think this is a good idea? And, yeah. and, and, uh, Kingpin doesn't care that he's killing all these innocent people, he which is, care. which is also Kingpin doesn't do this, Jamie. No, that's why like he is completely gone that's down. Why you know, he's gone. He's, he's gone crazy. So, kicks nuke yeah. off the roof and he falls onto a police what, what, car after falling through some electrical. Yeah. Cables. This is, this is insane. So yeah. Ben Yurick is with Gloriano watching the whole thing happen. <clears throat> Daredevil realizes like I can't, I can't do this the normal way. I yeah. would beat somebody down, and and he ends up kicking Nuke in the back. And yeah. it's funny we mentioned this. You know how he's a super soldier like Captain America. Mm-hmm. This is the way he would have to fight Captain America. Yeah, a little dirty, you know, with the eyes and everything. But so he ends up kicking Nuke off the um, off the off building, a roof. <laughs> off a roof. He ends up hitting power lines, getting electrocuted. Yeah. And I love this, Jamie. So he falls down into a police car, and as soon as he hits the top, he fires his missile launcher up he into the eye. Yeah. And Daredevil luckily swings out of the way to dodge the uh, missile, but and does a flip and lands and kicks Nuke down even further into the police car, yeah. swings out, grabs the Nuke, 
takes takes grabs his gun. or takes the yeah yeah sorry grabs Hits the him gun with the gun while he's on fire while he's on fire yeah. breaks the uh, breaks the back of the gun yeah and, and then it, the the helicopter that's been following yeah. opens fire with a, 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 a rail gun or whatever those things are called Gatling gun or I don't know I'm not a gun person and and, 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 uh, and this part is so cool blows up the yeah he takes the gun and bl- this is something that would happen back in the Stanley Daredevil yeah. days he takes a missile launcher and blows up a yeah. uh, because remember who's who's inside of the helicopter. The bad guy. The bad guy, but does Daredevil kill the bad guys? Supposedly not, but, <laughs> but this he, occasion, yeah. yeah. This occasion he does, but back in in like Stanley Daredevil days, happily. it happened happily all the time. So, and then this is where we yeah. have the little Avengers <laughs> moment. Basically what happens is that he says, uh, Ben Urich says, out of nowhere they appear. And uh, he says, a soldier with a voice that could command a god. And we see Captain America there. He says, this one's been shot, medic over here. It's Gloriana. Put those fires out. We don't want a gas main going up. And Ben Eric says, it does command a god. Suddenly it's raining so hard it hurts. Everybody who can that, falls silent. We see Thor. We on see rooftop. Thor causing the rain. rain. Except the, yeah. Matt. Everyone who falls silent except Matt. And he has Nuke around the throat and he's saying, the kingpin, he sent you. Say it. And Nuke's just saying, give me a white, give me a white, give me a white. And Iron Man says, Daredevil, that man is ours on federal authority. Stand back. You have five seconds. Right. So, uh, so ultimately what happens is Daredevil ends up agreeing and he steps away from nuke however i just wanted to say that like we find out right then when the, when daredevil is choking nuke yeah. he's saying the kingpin he sent you say it daredevil needs to validate what he's thinking is yeah. happening yeah he needs to hear firsthand that these people are coming after him because of the king, kingpin, even though he knows it, oh, he which knows, is kind of the same thing. But he needs, he needs everyone to, to hear. He it. needs everyone to hear it. Yeah. So that is his motive, and mm-hmm. that's how he wants to d- take down kingpin and to save and to uh, you know bring Matt Matt Murdock back from the you know from the ashes. Yeah. Um, get rid of you know in order for people to trust in Matt Murdock again, they have to believe in him. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you have to bring Kingpin down and that's what he's trying to do. And that's yeah. what he needs nuke for. But the Avengers are like, no, he needs to go to secure prison. Yeah. We need to take him. Us. Federal authorities. But we get a shot of Captain America who realizes there's something wrong with this guy. Yeah. And he sees that he's, it, there's like the soldier's instinct kicks in, kicks in where he knows that this person's something's happened to him and he doesn't feel good about so, it. So, so now the Kingpin, who, this is a great, this is Kingpin where Kingpin Kingpin's is in a, Sauna. He's in a sauna sitting with all his other crime boss yeah. guys, and this is Kingpin cracking in a way that he doesn't crack. Remember, he normally threatens you yeah. by killing your loved ones or killing you and when he's you're trying to off keep it panel. Together. He is, but he's failing. This and, this, and this older uh, criminal basically says that it was sheer lunacy. Says, his name's Gla- of people, Glazer. Uh, or yeah, Glazer, Glazer. Glazer. He says, sheer lunacy, Kingpin, sheer lunacy. Hundreds of people dead. If the syndicate gets fingered for it, we'll be in court for months. And he, he says... He, he also points out too that we don't do this. Yeah, we don't start wars. We do not blow up yeah. cities. We we might kill a family maybe for or family, two. Family, but we yeah. never flattened an entire neighborhood. Yeah. Have you any idea what your vendetta is? And, and, and is it crazy trade? that everybody knows what it is? They all know it's a vendetta against yeah. Daredevil. And uh, Kingpin, he keeps going on, and Glazer does the mistake of calling him Fat Man, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and someone says, Glazer, easy, you better ease up. And Kingpin says, Mr. Glazer is entitled to his opinion, Mr. Ornstein. Allow me to interject, however, that Murdoch is no longer an attorney. That was because he had said you had killed the attorney, or yeah. you, you're fixated with the attorney. And then he yeah. does the one thing, the one thing that we know you should never do with a Kingpin. Glazer yeah. says, you've been crazy since you lost your wife. 
and there's a moment where he goes, oh, hang on. Look, look, look I, 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 guess I guess I've been, I've been hitting, hitting the bottle a little too. too. I didn't mean to. I, I mean, Hell's it. Kitchen, you know, I, I put a lot of years into it, blah, blah, blah. And Kingpin says, yes, yes, Mr. Glazer, I understand. And, and he takes, kills him. He kills him with one hand. Doesn't even t- he, he basically squeezes and crushes his esophagus yeah. with one hand yeah. while everyone just watches in fear. And he goes, we all understand each other now, don't we, gentlemen? And yeah. of course, everybody agrees. But man, that is just crazy to show what's going on. And I actually love this next moment. So we're back at the church, right? And obviously, Maggie and everyone are everyone taking... Everyone that's been hurt yeah, is in the, the church. They're, they're, taking, taking care of. they're taking care of people. Mm-hmm. And, and, fo- and, and um, Foggy Matt, walks in looking for glory. He walks right, right by past Matt. Matt, and Matt's kind of just leaning there, kind of nonchalant like. Yeah. And he's like, Foggy, he was my partner in life. Good thing you didn't notice me because he's so fixated on getting Gloriana fixed. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so Matt's got his hands in his pockets. Maggie says, You need you sleep. sleep. He, says, he goes, I'm Fine. I'm, I'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, while Foggy is making sure um, uh, Gloriana is okay, which mm-hmm. she is, he goes over to. Um, he goes over to Karen, who is also kind of hurt, remember? Yeah. And did you notice how Karen actually looks kind of pretty in these pictures? She's starting to heal. She's, she's starting, starting to she's heal and feel better. The rest of it and she's starting to heal. And we get a little moment where Matt ends up kissing Karen yeah. and, uh, and, and, you know, feels good and everything. And then Matt realizes. Matt hears something. He hears something. Oh, I love this, this part so much. So he, all of a sudden he stops kissing Karen, and Karen's like, What is it, Matt? And he goes, I'm in trouble, Karen. I have to go. So he just jets out the door knocks foggy over again jets out and realizes that the person that he's chasing is moving super fast yeah so matt does this quick little acrobatic routine to get up onto the roof and when he does he finds out that it is actually captain america and um i guess we knew that i didn't know captain america knew who daredevil was he doesn't but he's kind of figured it out from this he figured it out from this i know that is the idea and so he goes daredevil i mean you no harm and matt's like what do you want and, and uh, Captain America goes, that man last night, who is he? And uh, Matt goes, you didn't ask your employers, I mean. And Cap goes, they aren't my employers. They said he's a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Matt's telling him, he's like, no ordinary terrorist. Um, you know, he, he's, 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 he's made. Well, his skin contains several kinds of plastic. It doesn't burn. Uh, his skeleton, his muscles, he's only partly human. So what's it to you? And uh, he goes, he wears a flag. And I love this. Matt jumps off the building. He's like, I hadn't noticed, yeah. obviously, because he doesn't see it. But we kind of find out right there that they both have different agendas right now. Yeah. Captain America is interested in this nuke because, A, he can tell he's a super soldier. Mm-hmm. And, B, he wears an American flag, which makes yeah. him think, is this another version of me? Yeah. And then Daredevil, obviously, is like, I can't have Captain America getting involved because I need to get um, nuke to get the king so I can get nuke statement so mm-hmm. that way he can clear my name. Yeah. And so Captain America kind of goes on this... Um, little side B story where he's trying to find out information yeah, about... he goes to a general and he yeah. says, who is this man holding up a picture of Nuke who's made it to the front cover of the, the Daily Bugle? And uh, J. Jameson, Jameson's even sprung for a couple of colors so that we get the full flag effect, yeah. which is kind of <laughs> a nice touch. And yeah. uh, the general says, you know, there's... Uh, he says, there's things that we can't really tell you. You know, there's, uh, you've, we've always held you in the highest regard. We've always valued your commitment and your loyalty. And Captain America says, I'm loyal to nothing general except the dream and that's uh this is the moment where he's starting to say like you know don't do this uh you know don't start to sell me on the lies i know that you're lying um we see that the people that were running the diner that got destroyed um are saying you know that that's it our lives are over and he says uh and they mention possibly suing but they say that's too much hassle yeah maybe we'll just go away and and he says, you wouldn't even know about that, would you, Red? I mean, could you imagine lawyers and all that? And he's like, no, I, I, I can't do 
not even imagine. So, so while this is happening, Matt is coming up with a plan, um, and Captain America is doing something that he doesn't normally do. He breaks he wants, the law. He wants to find some. Answers. Yeah, he's breaking the law to find the answers, and he truly does. He finds out exactly what he was afraid of. Yeah. That the super serum that made him was tested on several people, and they all dis- yeah. all died except people. for a guy named Agent Sips- Simpson who was codenamed Nuke. Yeah. And so this obviously makes him furious. While this is going on, Nuke ends up is being held because um, they're trying to obviously, he's their, pro, um, Nuke is... is uh, they're talking about basically uh, sending yeah, him overseas, overseas to kill more people. They, uh, they want to clean yeah. this all up, but they want to get him out of the country. Yeah, because, and, and they, need like, a, no, they, they don't want to lose their muscle, even yeah. though all this happened. So so Nuke ends up ends up taking all these guys down. He breaks free. Yeah. He's, he's handcuffed, but he breaks them quite easily. He shoots he, the handcuffs. And he grabs so he, all the, he red, grabs the pills red pills and starts and taking down. And downs them, and so uh, Captain America hears this. Uh, he hears he that something is going on in mm-hmm. the building. So we cut across town where where Karen and and who's wearing uh, using crutches, by the way. Matt changes into Daredevil's outfit, yeah. and he goes. The costume gives me a psychological advantage over criminals. Karen makes it uh, makes it easier to move. Really, it's crucial. And she's, she's like, like right, yeah, right, 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 right. But it just kind of shows that Daredevil is realizing. Or Matt is, I need to be mm-hmm. Daredevil again. Before it was a safe Hell's Kitchen. Now it's like, in doing my deed, in order to get Nuke back, in order to clear my name, it's going to take Daredevil, so I can't not be Daredevil. Yeah. So while Kingpin is getting an award, and obviously in his internal He's mind... for civility. For something. civility. <laughs> um, um, Nuke ends up just kicking the credit everybody. And this is a great sequence. Nuke yeah. has got a gun and he's basically beating up all the soldiers and he's opening fire and it's going kablam, 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 kablam. Yeah. And then suddenly it goes kapoom, kapoom, yeah. and he looks up. And I love this because um, so Captain America shows up and they end up fighting, but but look at the eyes of Nuke. Yeah. Nuke is Nuke probably thinks Captain America is his hero yeah. because he is all about uh, you know America. This and is like seeing N- the American flag come to life. Exactly. So Captain America ends up using the advantage to like knock him out of the top of the building, and they go crashing down through several floors. Daredevil, meanwhile ends up finding out where it's all going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then he runs across he's town. To, he's stolen some money from the camp yeah. in the, the illegal money, and he's going to rebuild the diner. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out what's going on. And he hears that Nuke has broke out and is headed for the Daily Bugle because he's gone yeah. crazy seeing the press as the enemy. Mm-hmm. Captain America's now fighting him. They've smashed out of the building, smashed through a roof. And Captain America basically picks up Nuke and says, come on, we're getting out of here because he knows that the army are going to come. Trying yeah, to come yeah, yeah. and kill him. Uh-huh. They're trying to get rid of him now. They're opening fire. There's a helicopter's opening fire. And Daredevil jumps in at the last minute, grabs Nuke, and um, takes off. And the the soldiers chase after him. And, and this is great. Captain America stops him. And all he does is he just stands there. And the soldiers run, and he just stops all of them. There's like eight soldiers. And they say, sir, we can't let you. And he says, I respect that, lieutenant. But <laughs> just stops them there. So while that happens, Daredevil is able to grab Nuke. Nuke. So you were kind of right. Injured. Jamie, it kind of looks like that Captain America let Daredevil yeah. take him. Yeah. Um, because remember, their agendas are a little bit different. So Daredevil steals a cab, which is the same thing that the Kingpin was trying to set yep. up the death. <laughs> he steals the cab. He's driving, and he says, yeah. you know, the rain's making it difficult, but he's got to get to the Daily Bugle. So what does he do? He takes Nuke to the Daily Bugle. And uh, Captain America kind of just lets it happen, standing like he ends up yeah. following in a helicopter and sort of watches the whole thing. So this is where it is. Everything just gets summed up a little too quickly. I don't know if they ran out of pages. I mean, right now we're on page <laughs> like 29 out of 30. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Daredevil literally throws Nuke's body yeah. on top of Ben York's desk mm-hmm. because what he needs Nuke to do is to confess that he's working yeah, for Kingpin. And it's not clear if, if Nuke has actually died at this stage, to be honest, because we don't. 
We don't really know. His body is just dropped on Ben Urich's desk. And then it starts to unravel. And we, 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 it's revealed that in the next few weeks, it says basically, the next few weeks go poorly for the king kind of crime. One of the hitmen placed on the roof of the Daily Bugle names the crime lord as responsible for Nuke's assault. Then from everywhere the charges come. We see the kingpin looking at a newspaper that says U.S. Super, US Army super killer kingpin implicated in Hell's Kitchen slaughter. Um, from citizens groups and Senate subcommittees fired by testimony from disgruntled ex-employees, bagmen and numbers runners bart- bartering for, uh, away any prison sentences, speaking more swiftly than the kingpin can have them killed. And the faces of his lieutenants grow sullen and hostile. His commands are obeyed, but far too slowly. Yeah. And I like how they say, like, few of the charges stick. Those that do are skillfully cast into years of litigation. Still in the eyes of everyone, except as yet the law, he is a villain. He is shunned, even condemned by the businessmen who so uh, recently cheered him. The law. And we go to the, we do those, another one of those great uh, Mazzuccelli close up of the eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at least I took that from him. Murdoch, he thinks, and he plans. So we know now that Matt's won mm-hmm. and Kingpin confesses in his internal. Uh, monologue that he lost, yeah. and he goes, "Well, at least I got something. I took the law, the lawyer out of him. Yeah. So now he's planning for his next move. So right there, we have we we realize second to last page, Matt Murdock has won, and then we have a nice little epilogue where um, it's a picture of Matt and Karen, super super happy, strolling yeah. down mm-hmm. somewhere in Hell's Kitchen. And this is a nice setup for yeah. whoever's going to be taken over after. It's mm-hmm. a nice little like, okay, this is the story. I'm done. These are your characters yeah. now." It's uh, Matt and Karen walking down a skateboarder goes by them and he says, my name is Matt Murdock. I was blinded by radiation. My remaining sense is functioning with superhuman sharpness. I live in Hell's Kitchen and do my best to keep it clean. That's all you need to know. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I wish that it would have been a little bit different. Like I told you, I think it would have been neat if the last issue would mm-hmm. have had a confrontation with Daredevil and Kingpin because they never have a confrontation throughout yeah. the whole thing until yeah. um, I mean, the, after the, second, the fight. This fight in the second issue. Mm-hmm. But towards the end of it, it would have been nice that if Matt, he, he doesn't have to tell him that he beat him, no. but it just needed to show him that he beat him and they need to be in the same room together. Yeah. And then he needed to walk off. But this was such an awesome matt murdoch slash daredevil story mm-hmm. but it was also such an awesome kingpin story yeah ben yurt played a big part karen page is back foggy and gloriana are together we still did not see the the reconnection of foggy and um yeah and uh and matt, and matt yet not yet not yet and i wish we got a little bit more out of maggie because i really wish that there would have been a, a couple of scenes in there yeah. where um uh you know he would have been playfully trying to get her to admit to be his wife mm-hmm. and and also mom. <laughs> or, or sorry mom and lastly i kind of wish that captain america would not have been in the last issue yeah because i felt like it just kind of t- took away from it was supposed to be daredevil against kingpin yeah you know so now it was kind of like daredevil against kingpin while we're having this moment where Captain America now is figuring out that mm-hmm. his America is not exactly everything that he had hoped it yeah, would be. Yeah, which he's known for a long that, That's but, been covered in the 70s. But, 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 but that, to me, just took away from the overall story. Yeah. So I just kind of wish they would have even left Nuke out. It didn't have to be Nuke. but it, it, Or it can still be Nuke, but Daredevil should have taken him down by himself. Yeah. Didn't have to involve Captain America. Yeah. And then I wish after he would have taken him down, there would have been that confrontation. And that is the one thing that could have mm-hmm. put this book over the top for me. Yeah. It, I, I love it. Born, it's the one, amazing. One thing I really like about the yeah. little Avengers sequences, I've always had it in my mind, and I've never been 100 percent sure but i feel like whenever whenever they've met iron man and and 
people aren't friends. Yeah, yeah. And it was nice that that was that is like cool. the, 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 that still carried. I, and it, to I me, feel like Captain America respects Daredevil. We've we've seen that even in like issue fifty when he mm-hmm. kind of says, you know, oh, it's Daredevil. I respect this guy. Something must be, you know, he just tried to fight me. There must be a reason. But for but it. but now we also know that he is. Um, uh, he knows Matt. He knows that Captain America knows who Matt, who Matt Murdock yeah. is, and we never knew that. And no. it, and there, it didn't show in here how he could have kind of figured yeah. it out. Yeah, it was it's kind, kind of, of weird. Um, but there is uh, that is Born Again, which is my favorite series, and it's uh, so it's, good. It's great. There is one little aside uh, issue um, for the completists out there. Amazing Spider-Man number two seven seven. We have a little sequence where this probably fits in between. Um, probably like issue two, three, I can't remember what the numbers are, but like the third and fourth part of, of the story. Um, Peter Parker gets a phone call and it's Matt Murdock and um, he goes to visit him with Maggie. Maggie's there and he says, you know, he's just discovered that he's dead pre- previously. Um, and he says, you know, what's going on? And Matt's there and he's kind of like, you know, saying the Kingpin, the Kingpin tried to destroy me, but I know everything. I'm going to destroy him now. So it's like... I, this is at the end of two two eight, so it's kind of a weird little aside because it doesn't make much sense in the story. But um, Peter meets him and he sort of says, "You know, he's gone crazy. He must have, something's going on." And then he goes to see um, uh, the kingpin, and he says, "You know, I'm I want to know what's going on." And then he kind of webs webs him to his seat. I think is the, <laughs> the end result. He basically webs uh, Kingpin to his chair, and it's kind of a goofy little. It's the old style of Kingpin that was like the. The Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. So he webs him to the chair and uh, Kingpin presses his buzzer and says, uh, I don't wish to be disturbed for the next two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a weird, it's, yeah. it's a weird moment. It doesn't really fit in the tone yeah. of the story. We don't really need to see it. But if you want to read it's, everything. It's so it's funny there. how different writers write the Kingpin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of what Brian Michael Bendis does with the Kingpin. Mm, yeah. I like the way that, I mean, that's going to be a long time before we get into that, but I really like the way that he he writes the, yeah. the kingpin as well. I'm looking forward to it. We have a great sequence after after Born Again. Um, there's a few little standalone issues, and then we mm-hmm. get into um, the uh, the excellent stuff that Anna Senti does, um, which I, is fantastic. Some fantastic storytelling. It's a real shift in uh, comic writing style, but it is just great, great storytelling, and it's more. Um, it's it's a very similar kind of arc. It's a very similar, you know, dismantling, rebuilding. And then mm-hmm. um, after that, we get... I don't think we see the Kingpin until way later. Maybe yeah. even after all of that stuff happens. Um, um, but it's just... It's so good. It's this so is, good. <laughs> I mean, this is like... this is The, the great thing about this is that these... It, it, all of these arcs of Daredevil, the good writers... That, that have come and gone and they've had some really great writers and great artists they always do a thing no one tries to tell the final story they always do their part of the story and then they have a great moment where they hand it over and this felt like that this was like it the, did yeah okay i'm done with this chapter your mm-hmm. turn and it, it felt more like that than the first miller run the first yes, Miller run felt agreed. a little bit like i'm yeah, done yeah whereas this felt like right Yes, I'm done, but the passing else of can do the it. torch, per exactly, se. yeah. And it's going to be a long time before Frank Miller comes back for Daredevil. He doesn't. He only does uh, Man Without, Without Fear, Fear, which is uh, not for a while. Yeah, that's in uh, the late '80s or early yeah. '90s, maybe. Yeah, so um, we've got a long ways. You know, there's until. a couple of graphic novels, like we said. There's the um, uh, Love and War, mm-hmm. and the Electra Lives Again. I think yeah, it's called. something like that. Yeah, yeah. 
um, which we'll cover way, way down the line. Yeah. But that was it for issue. issue. Yeah. <laughs> episode, episode 49. 49. Born Again. Go read it if you haven't read it. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was very, very, very good. I love Kingpin. Daredevil's okay, too. Yeah, he's Ben, right. ben Yurick is, is my buddy. Yeah. Foggy stepped up, man. Foggy got tough again, threw a bowling ball, hit a guy in the oh, face. I must have hurt so much. Oh, I must have hurt so much. Can you <laughs> imagine? Trouble. Not only that, he's carrying all those presents, and one of them's a bowling ball. You know how heavy he's that so is? Tough. He's so tough. Foggy the tough guy. Yeah. And and I just want to say, we just went through issue 233. Uh, the last it? one? 230. What was the last one? 233. 233? Mm-hmm. And Foggy Nelson does not know that Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Mm-mm. And think of any other character. Like if this was, I mean, it's insane he doesn't know. Yeah. It's insane he doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't find out for a long while. Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Before we go, I just want to, don't worry, this isn't a gift. This is oh, okay. something funny. Um, <laughs> so someone posted this thing online, which was a Daredevil aftershave. Which oh, is really? the most bizarre uh, <laughs> thing I've ever seen. It's That's got cool a great, looking. Uh, it looks like Joe Casada. Uh, cover yeah. artwork, but it's. But I just, I wanted you to be here when I opened it and smelt what. Oh, being fearless. So it, is, like. is this, this? Oh, that's a cool looking bottle. The bottle is like a red DD. Yeah. So you're here for the first. All right. Should we, should we spray yeah, it yes. directly into the air? Spray it into the air. Hmm. Daredevil smells okay. He smells all right. Yeah. I thought he'd be a little muskier. A little muskier, but that's not bad. That's not. Yeah. It's not bad. It's going to yeah. be funny. Uh, it's probably going to burn our skin. Our some skin. Point. Yeah. I don't know where this comes from. It's seventy percent alcohol. If you really desperate, but um, it doesn't smell too bad though. No. Good work, Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that's that's good. I wonder how much of the profits Daredevil is getting for <laughs> <laughs> those guys. So um, if anyone wants to get the Daredevil eau de toilette, now I can, can really smell it. Yeah. It's get, getting stronger. It is getting getting stronger. Ooh. It smells pretty good though, actually, yeah. Jamie. Um, uh, thank you for that. Mm. So next next um, next episode yeah. is is the big episode fifty. Episode 50. It is such a huge number. Like uh, you know, everybody and their mom does a podcast now. Yeah. However, not all podcasts. Normally, everyone and their dad because it's normally two dudes. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, not too many of them last for fifty episodes. Usually, people give up after maybe two or three. So yeah. we we're here. We're gonna we're gonna we're do episode fifty. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna cover Daredevil and Yellow. Daredevil Yellow, mm-hmm. which, is, we were doing that. Oh, which, yeah. which is one of my all-time favorite Daredevil stories. Yeah. So I'm super, super excited to cover that. Yeah. We're going to do a lot of other fun things, like we're going to do our, our Mount Rushmore of Daredevil artists yeah, Mount and, Rushmore. and Daredevil uh, writers. Mm-hmm. We have some other fun things planned. It's going it, to... Yeah. It's going to be a fun episode. It's going to take a while to get yeah. together, though. So what we're saying is that this episode is going to go out on um, whatever Wednesday's date is. The the, eight, the 18th. Yeah, the 18th of yeah. September. Uh-huh. It's probably going to be at It'll least be a while. three weeks before we... But, but don't worry, though. It's going to be worth the wait. We'll it's, it's going to be fun. And it, and, yeah. it, and obviously, if you're, re- if you're listening to these out of order, go back and, 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 and catch up. You, know? you want to know. Yeah. You don't want to miss anything. Me yeah. and Jamie, we cover it all. We do. <laughs> maybe maybe a little <laughs> bit too much. <laughs> yeah, if you if you need uh, two plus hours of two yeah. two guys in a garage talking about their favorite horn headed superhero, yeah. um, boy, have we got you covered. We do got you covered. We do. And um, I don't know if this if this is the record for our longest one, but well be. <laughs> it, it sure feels like it. But yeah. but I mean, Born Again deserves to be talked about because yeah. it, it is it is so good. And yeah. um, I would say. 
like if you if you're going to read one or two or three Daredevil stories of everything that's ever been written since mm-hmm. 1964, Born Again needs to be one of them. So, yeah. yeah, for sure. And David Mazzuchelli is just yeah amazing. I think this is where he leaves the book as well, sadly, but he's such a great artist. Yeah, yeah. We got John Romita Jr. coming soon. He comes soon. Yeah, I think the mm-hmm. next issue has a kind of. I think it might the, have the, Steve Ditko. It was Steve Ditko for yeah. the next one. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that online. Weird. I looked it up. Yeah. Yeah, and Mark Grunwald is the the writer. We're gonna we're gonna go back to to reading floppies for a while because oh, yeah. uh, we these, have a gap, don't we? Yeah, these books are not collected on Marvel Unlimited or on Marvel Unlimited or in any of the trades. I, I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. I think not for right. a while. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's until quite a few into Anasenti's run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank, yeah. Thanks a ton for listening. Any and, uh, questions? Yes. You know where to get to us. Yeah. Send us questions. Give us feedback. We appreciate each mm-hmm. and every one of you. If you want to, um, while we get the episode fifty down, if you want to either tweet at us or leave on Facebook, which Daredevil story is your favorite? Which issue is your favorite? Or yeah. which one was the first one you read? Or, or your favorite Daredevil moment? Yeah. It could be across any of the mediums. And you want us to read it out? That would be great. Yeah. That yeah. Any awesome. of the mediums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's if your favorite moment was was in the Ben Affleck movie, yeah. <laughs> for example, yeah, uh, it's when he, wasn't there a moment where him and Elector were showing off to each other, like in a park, like doing like flips and different things. They kind of they, they have a fight on a seesaw, I believe. We need to rewatch that movie. Once. I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna. I was gonna when, like tweet it, or we could do it as an episode where we could talk about it. I wanted to yeah. do like a bad director's commentary for it, but yeah. I didn't know if that was like. If anyone would want it for a start. <laughs> but yeah, we should definitely watch it again. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank I'm, you, everyone. I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. And we, we just, just did Daredevil. Daredevil.